Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Yo, yo, my boy, what's poppin'? That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half-baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Because, yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic issue more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doin' past the political shit, nigga. They doin' relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cause jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz.
Shipments be helping take care of my people whenever I pull up and unload. You just the Thomas the Tank Engine and I am the Underground Railroad. Game spitter be the flawless. Rigor mortis in the audience. If that bag looking hardy, I'ma get back to you shortly. Fashion important and orderly. Spaz out Rick and Morty. You don't want it with the Scorpion. More shells than the tortoise. Bottled up, gotta meditate. Thoughts drown and shake till the late. The bait loaded cause my cheese late. Never fold like a paper plate. Bring that bacon when the cream's sour. Extra butter when it's happy hour. Catch up, get that red dot. Shell tops look like tater tots. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in my trunk, I'm a window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in the trunk, I'm a window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in the trunk, I'm a window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in the trunk, I'm a window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. In the hood, you can get them two for six like your name's Clint Porter's. Lab fire, we recording. Grab a mic and drop 40. In her slot like I'm Stokely. Stay over there like I'm Smokey. Masked up like Shinobi. Grind 24 like Kobe. Volcanic vibes hotter than a Taki. She say you sloppy, but you copy poppy. Triple bocce when I rock Versace. Playoff vibes like I'm watching hockey. She a thoroughbred and I'm the jockey. She sock it to me, then we sip the sake. They wanna lock me, can't nobody stop me. Flow nasty, then cast the oil. Keep the heat like a crab broil. Dirty game, I brought my own soil. Soak the wop, I call it pink oil. Heavy metal like I'm Pink Floyd. She gon' ride it like a Peloton. Got her icy like a Mastodon. Pass the baton, it's a marathon. The Megalodon mixed with Megatron. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in my trunk, got my window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in the trunk, got my window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in the trunk, got my window about to break. Every time I think about your love, it make me levitate. Too far in the game for me not to be great. 808, don't make my heart break. 12's in the trunk, got my window about to break. Every time I I think about your love and make me levitate too far in the game for me not to be great. Hey, turn up, turn up, turn it on up. We back on another episode. Oh, yeah, you got mute Turn it off. Well, you muted. Turn it all the way down so you don't get the feedback. Y'all, as we were saying, we back on another episode of Ethnic Issue More, episode 90. 90. The Victory Torch. Yes, sir. We had to name this one, man. Y'all going to find out 
while pretty soon. But like, if y'all ain't hear what we just said, we on number ninety. That means we got ten more to go until we at the hundo. Oh yeah, and y'all don't even know what we trying to plan for this. Bruh, I'm <laughs> like, just telling y'all right now. Be ready. The, the, the 100th is what, December 29th? December 29th. And we're trying to kick it. We, and we're not trying to kick it in here. No. We're trying to take y'all out in the city on this you one. Gotta, you we gotta want y'all to come way. rock with us. Yeah, we, look, we're, trying, we're trying to book a venue. And don't come, don't come uncamped. And make sure you be here because the, the episode, the guest for that night, some of y'all know him as, well, I find out the old name, Ruckapuff. Yeah. But I know him as Z Rebel Waters. That's what I came. That's what I've heard about him. But man, he he locked in for that hundredth episode, man. So it made it more exciting once he got the email. I did a text message. Did that email say Rucker Puff? I was like, I replied. I'm like, I'm like, if you mean by such and such, he's like, well, he used to go by this. Rucker Puff, Rucker, right there. Hey man, but he called with. I watched his live performances. He still got live in it. I don't know how he was back then because I didn't hear them songs where he was big, but. His energy now, and he got a song on the radio. I had no idea it was him. I've been following for a minute, oh, yeah. but if y'all if y'all heard that, I done fell in love with a stripper. That's old Rucklebuff. Oh, yeah. That's one of them names. You old Rucklebuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, old Rucklebuff from down the way, man. Baby, I ain't seen in a minute. Looking good, man. You know, St. Louis niggas notorious for changing their names. Yeah, oh, I, I absolutely. So, but sometimes it's sometimes it's. I mean, he went a completely different hey. realm with it. Rucker Puff, Z Rebel Water, like that. I don't know where the name. We're gonna ask him about that. Hey, we got to. We gonna get to the bottom. We right gonna get to the bottom of that for sure. But I, but I, I just want y'all to know, man. With this hundred, we planning, and, and and we got some big shit in store for y'all, and, and we want y'all to come actually kick it, with kick us. it like out in the public. You can put your good stuff on if you want to. Come regular. We try to make sure y'all got some liquor, man. Yep. Got some food. Like, we want to give you a vibe, man. And to be honest, I'm putting that out there now. If, if you've been on this show as a performer before, yeah. Yeah. we would love to get you. If you want to come, man, just do one song. Yeah. For the people, man, we're going to try to figure all that out for you. The place we looking at, we're just working on them to let us get there on a Wednesday. But... I want to. I need my man Strings EMB. Yeah. I need Tomo if I can get him. I need Nando STL. I need Retro Champ. Like we trying to get y'all. Like I go two Everybody. three hours, man. And we Every, can add in these performances. I, I need, we need. Old, I need old girl though. Old girl who dropped that song. Be love. She in that camp too. I need, that dangerous. I need to, hey, we need you to do that. That's dangerous in my mix. I in slow person. stroke to that. Oh look, no facts. <laughs> Be love out here getting uh, B babies because yeah, yeah, that's, a, no, that's a bop though. I yeah. remember she, she first sent this to me. I was like, oh, you got one with this. Oh yeah. And I gotta have my dog BB come. Yeah. BB got BB got one of them songs too. I forget. It's called uh, Hot Seat. Yeah, Hot Seat gonna give you a child. Hey. Oh, listen, I don't put it in my playlist because I don't want to get nobody no baby. Uh, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Send me that. I yeah, need I'm that on Apple Music. It's, it's fire. I don't even know if it's on there. I, shit, I download it yeah. off YouTube. Look, just tell her. It's I, fire. I sent her two dollars for the for the download. Yeah, no, it's fire. Like when I, I mean, when I first heard the song, I sent her a message like, "Oh, you got one with this? Like this is it? Like this is the perfect slow song." And I tell people, if you can make a slow song to where I feel like I'm back at the rink in Chicago on a slow set, going crazy, yeah, then you got a hit. Oh, you got a hit. That's one of them songs. That's how all skaters determine if your song good. If I can skate to that shit and feel it. It used to be, you know, back in the day, it was if you could skate backwards to it. That's how it is. But that, yeah. when I say slow music in Chicago, that backwards slow skate, 
That's all it is. If your slow skating don't look like you fucking, you ain't doing it right. Facts. Y'all speaking with one of my wife. Uh, shout out to the queen. I think she is. She is mind. over yeah. here. Yeah, we see you. One of her love languages is definitely skating. Oh, you got to get oh, out yeah. there. Now, here's my thing. I'll just be the supporting cast <laughs> on the whole skating tip. Because if I get my big ass on a pair of skates, Man, it might be detrimental to my health. And I'm pretty sure my insurance premiums will skyrocket. Oh, man, you need to play sports. You agile. I mean, you know? I got good feet. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, as a former defensive lineman, I got I got great feet. I got good balance. But it's something about them wheels being on them eight wheels. And I'm already around about the six three mark. I get on them skates, man. I'm gonna be about six eight. Now, see, now, but look, that's a long fall. It's a, it's a skater <laughs> from out here. He moved to Georgia. He used to skate and DJ. And he a brother, matter of yeah. fact. I'll get his name. But uh, he's 6'11", without skates. So, yeah. With <laughs> Tim the skates Dunk, on, he's a good 7'2". He's a good 7'2 with them skates on. Oh, yeah. But hey, I, done seen, I done seen niggas 300 plus get out there, go crazy. Hey, I'm just I done hey. seen niggas super. It just, it's all about, once you put skates on, you get your balance, you feel like you in shoes. I could walk around the wing picking my feet up like this and walk. But it's that whole, you can't let the wheels do the work. Cause then you just lose your balance. Because yep. yep. I still be busting my ass. I can play it off in the rink. I know how to bounce up like a crackhead. <laughs> but once I get to that car, I'll be in there like, whoo, hey, shit. So I grew up I grew up in a skating rink. Okay. So my whole family has worked at St. Nick's. Like my mama worked at St. Nick's. Down. Yeah, man. Yeah. So my, I don't go St. Nick's been closed. It's been, yeah, it's been closed. For, it, it closed really right at the pandemic. I'm so some of the best nachos. Yeah, facts. No, facts. You know, so that that's my church, and man, like I grew up in the church. Every member of my family at one point in at one point in time worked at the skating rink. That was like a rite of passage, right? So that's where I learned how to skate. And I had I kind of stopped skating for a minute, but then when I got got with Maria, like shoot, I'm a I'm a, I'm a skate, you know, cause she skate. Man, she went skating without me, and came home, and she's like, my arm hurt. She's like, I fell cause of a little kid. Man, found out her whole elbow was broke because of them. Oh, yeah. But see, that's what it is. Hey. You, when you not, when you don't have your full confidence in skating, I recommend do not go to a kid's session, especially at Skate King. Because for one, oh, Skate King, exactly where she was Skate, Skate King, King has no no circle indicator to make them go in the middle, so it's just all floor. It's all floor. And Skate King got one of the slickest. The worst time I hurt myself was in Skate King when I first moved here. I had these slick ass wheels. I'm standing in the middle just chilling. And if you standing still or you skating and you don't center yourself right, I just remember I did one move. I ain't like I wasn't even skating. My skates went this way. I went up in the air. I fell on my hip. I was cool. I skated the whole time at the rink like this shit happened. I got to the coach like. Oh. Even even worse. Yeah, coach like pure cement. That's a little kid asphalt central. Central. Facts. (laughs) Big facts. Especially you going to I went yesterday, Tuesday night. If you're not good at skating, Maria said, Maria said, the cutest little boy took me out. <laughs> stay, stay off the bones. Facts. If you not, Coach Light, I'll be telling people, Coach Light adult night is probably the most savage because that's where everybody want to pop out to. Yeah, yeah, if you can't skate, that's not the place for you to be. I was there yesterday, and watching niggas at rentals make me nervous because <laughs> I'm not scared of you, but they be so scared of us. And I'll be telling them when I come past them, I saw you before I even got to this right. point of the floor. I knew how you could skate before I got to you. Before I even got to you. I was trying to avoid you, nigga. So you doing all this timid shit? 
It's messing me up because I see you, you don't see me. But now I get to a point where people do asshole shit, I just fuck with them because I know I'm not going to fall. I'm a brick wall when it comes to skating. You hit me, you better push me because you're going to boop and hit the fucking ground. I'll pick you up, but it's like, bro, like this don't, this don't work the same all the time, man. Everybody ain't built like that. You can't skate when you're not ready. Do not get your ass out on them adult nights. You need to go to them. You need to go to them morning sessions at Skate King when it's slower. Right. So get you a Wednesday morning in. Don't go to no Friday morning on a good Friday because everybody and their mama in there. But you can tell by the parking lot if you need to keep rolling past it or if you need to pull it. <laughs> like that, that's really your indicator. Like that's how I used to be when I was like, it's a lot of niggas in here, man. I ain't ready for this yet. I'm, I'm gonna come back tomorrow, man. But man, we don't. Uh, we ain't get y'all introduction. We really don't need to. But as per usual, I'm your boy Nico the Great, and I got my wonderful co-host in the building. It's the past master. Hey, Granny, I miss you, boo. And she has she done right this week. She did. You know what she told me? She was gonna bake me. She was gonna bake me a sweet potato pie. Man, tell Granny I need some neck bone. Hey, hey, she told me. She said she was listening. She said you getting a pound cake. God damn it, Granny. Hey. So you getting ready to spark up a whole another debate prior to? Uh, Turkey Day, Thanksgiving. Hey, hey, you know what? The hey. Super Bowl for all fat guys. Shout exactly. Out, shout out to all Listen. my other big brothers out hey. there that's awaiting Man, that and moment. the crazy part is Thanksgiving <laughs> don't excite me as it used to just because I, I remember out here, like my whole family out by Chicago area, mm-hmm. my grandma's low past that was doing all the major cooking. So it's like when you got that the matriarch that do the cooking you oh, excited yeah. for, you be mad. But then my la- last year Thanksgiving, this was me and my girl was talking. We yeah. weren't together yet. I popped up over her crib. She's like, well, I'm just in here cooking. You can probably, like, it's the first time I think I came in the crib probably because she got kids. Yeah. So we were just, we took it back to the old school. We were straight kicking in the car outside of her driveway for hours yeah. because I respect the fact that you got two boys. I wouldn't want no man running in and out of yep. my house until I know what it is. And I, I'm the same there way. I don't know how other dudes move, but chicks, you be like, oh, I can come over. I'm like, no, my son here. Right. Yeah. I don't care if he's sleeping or not. I'm like, this is his home too. I don't want him. First of all, I don't need him running back to his mom, but talking about what's going in and out. Yeah, that, that right there. And second Rule of all, number one about blended families. Facts. Like, keep my keep business in my woo, house. I tell Sean all the facts. He's like, yeah, but we did. I'm like, hey, if it ain't about something you did with you, I don't want to hear about it, exactly. dog. I'm right. like, and not that, not because I'm mad not or jealous. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, be. What your know. mama business at her house is your mama it's business at her business. house. Yeah. If she and took you, if she took you business. to the moon, I hope you had fun. I don't enjoy, need to know about hey, it. I said, enjoy your day. Until yep. something <laughs> happens to where it affects you yep. and you need me involved, I'm like, big dog, I don't want to hear nothing, and I don't want to hear your mama texting me about nothing. Ain't my business. Facts, because I don't care. Because when you get when that text message, when I see that name pop up, and it's and it's that. My, what, hey. And we ain't even, part, we ain't even beefing. But every time I see her name pop up, I'll be like, the fuck do you want? <laughs> then it'd be some long message to him. I'm like, bro. Or I see her name call me. I'll be like, it ain't my business. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. Well, I just, I'm like, oh, stop calling. I, I thank God my kids are of, of age now where they got their own phones. Yeah, mine 11, so and he I almost can, done. I can deal directly with them. And, you know, and then, you know, for me, shout out to, Environment, at least, at least I try on mine. Yeah, I try to, but when it's all said and done, you know, I learned in 2018, bro, and, and you know this in 2018, I left everything toxic yeah. in 2018. I said, after this, after this year, I don't know how that shit after this year, I that it was so much craziness that year. I said, hey, after this year, if it's toxic, if it bring me stress, I don't trip off of it. 
when she be on 10, I be like this. Not my problem. <laughs> so the color of the day that. is what? You know. got, and I'm glad, I'm glad you said it because it took a lot for me to get to that growth part to realize, yeah. don't shit you do fast for. Yeah. And it wasn't even the breaking of it, just she knew I would push my buttons to where yeah. I was fast. And I was I like, then I started realizing it's the same thing as when you, your child piss you off and you whoop them. I put all this energy to beating your ass. <laughs> now I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. mad that I did all this, <laughs> and then I feel bad because I done got so I'm, mad yeah. that I did all this to you. And, I, and it fucked up your whole night. Now it's you got to drink. It. You got to drink at six o'clock. Look, my daddy Shit, used to okay. have to. He beat my ass. I tell people, pull, I'm like, Bryce, you got to pull the brown liquor out at look. Dinner, at, look at dinner time. Be sitting there like, man, my Bryce is sitting there like, never want to leave out the room. <laughs> I'm like, how I face this thing as he just did what he did to me. But then it was always cool. It was always an ass whooping in a lesson time. Yeah, always. At the end of, always. Don't just beat my ass and don't tell me nothing about why. It's like, I know why don't I got Don't tell me why. But why tell I, me why I, I got to that whooping. point where, nigga, you had to. so bad? Right. Why <laughs> you have to stop and go answer the phone for my mama for 10 minutes and do it till B continue? He was straight come back. I think I'll be good. Uh, I don't put nothing on. He come back in that motherfucker like, and like I was saying. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, you still you mad? St- you still here? I'm like, he hit you with the intermission. Bro, I'll say I have an intermission. I'll calm down. Tears going. He come back like, yeah, nigga, this ain't over with. I'll be like, oh. You still, you still sitting there. And... Right. Look, you still trying to catch your breath. I start crying before the whooping. Calm. Yeah. This, it worked one time. I think only because my cousin said. He came out with that bell. Just, I ain't mean to do it. I want to try. He was like, well, I want to beat your ass. But if somebody you crying before, hey, I'll try the next time. He's like, nigga, fuck that. Um, that shit don't work. I ain't falling for it. Nope. It only worked one time after that. I was like, nigga, bro, I see what you're doing. Go get my belt. I used to have to go get my L. Go get the belt. And you better pick the best one I got or I'm going to go repick it. I think the worst ones were them anticipated ass whoopings. Yeah, like when you got in trouble at school. You got in trouble at school. Yep. And you had to let your ass be marinate the whole day. day. I'm talking about you got a boo boo the whole day. (laughs) Stomach hurt. And you know she know. Yeah. You know moms know. And And they they didn't call her at school with you in the room. And look, and she's like, you know you you know I'm gonna talk to you when you get home. That was the that was the infamous I'm gonna talk to you when you get home. And then they sent and then they sent that infamous pink carbon copy letter of the referral. With your oh, ass boy, home. No. Oh, see, because I, yeah. my mama downfall, <laughs> having lampshades that was see-through and having checks that she ain't rip up. Uh, I would take them fucking checks, put it on that lampshade, <laughs> and trace her name. Oh. I was doing a little progress. Mama, if you're listening, oh. I'm grown now. Oh. But I'm about, how I got statue, slick, statue of limitations. Look, how I got slick <laughs> with it, I would put it on there. She had a rigid lampshade, oh. so I would take it with a pencil, go real light so you ain't see all the rigidness, oh, and I'll go man. get that pen. Go over it perfectly to have her. And bro, one time I scratched the shit out, redid it. I straight turned it in. Then nobody said shit. I was like, y'all niggas are stupid. Then she elevated the game when she bought a shredder. Oh, yeah. I was taking a report call. I didn't care if I did good this semester. Yeah. The last three that they never saw was horrible. Was I'm tra- shredding them bitches. The whole, was trash. My mom was, all she knew I was passing. <laughs> she like, I'm finna go get your report card because this don't make no sense. I ain't seen them. I'm like, you sure is right. Let me know when you're going to be up there so I can tell them to have that together for you because I'll be doing good in school. Man. I, knew, I knew she wasn't going to follow through. Oh, no. But the worst whooping I ever got with school, my teacher called my daddy. She, I knew he was going to come when she called. I knew I was going to get that ass whooped. I'm walking down the hallways at the yeah. gym talking that shit. I'm going to go to band. Me and my cousin walking, and he just stopped dead in his tracks. He like, bro, I'm going to see you uh, after school. I'll see you later. And he turned around. I'm like, man, what? We, I'm talking, we talking, cussing all this shit in the hallway. 
I look up, my key right at my teacher door. She put right up on My pops at the door sitting there. He left work. Oh. He don't play that. My daddy was working three was in the morning. Yeah. Oh, See, yeah, my parents still kept, married. You catch Christmas. So all, all my ass was came from him. My mama ain't do it. You catch Christmas on that one. Listen, he came straight out of work. He's sitting there. I'm talking about the blue stains on his. You working well. He's sitting there looking at me from the top in my soul. <laughs> it's like one of them, you try to look away, but you know the nigga still looking at you. So I get to the room. He walking. This is where the class in my bedroom around the corner. He walking me to bed. He like, you know I'm gonna fuck you up when we get to the crib, right? I'm like, it, it's when they say that. Like oh, that. Like it, it's it's you know my mom would be like, we gonna talk when we get home. I already knew. The, when she said I'm gonna fuck you up, <laughs> it was and like, then, you just knew like you hoped you survived, right? You hoped you, hope you survived. Like you, 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 you I really thought like, and you, my mama you literally hoped you survived. And you see, and, and y'all just seen my mama. My mama oh, yeah, four yeah. foot eleven. Oh yeah. But hey, she got this like you know how Chun Li kick. That's how fast her arm move when she whipping. And I be telling the grandkids, I'm like, y'all don't know. Y'all be like, Gigi's so nice. Yeah, fuck that. Boy. Y'all don't know my mama because my mama used to whip my ass, and that shit seemed like Chun Li. Yeah, yeah, but why? Why do they get hey, soft? Let me find out. Uh, Mama Eloise got a. But why they get soft? Hey, she got a black belt ass. Why they get soft on the grandkids? Because I mean, granted, my child don't do too much outside of being just turned up as a boy. But it's just like, bro, always soft. Some of the shit you was doing, I was getting thrashed for that, bro. You be uh, sit down. I knew my mama, and if she if she listening, shout shout out to my 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 beautiful bird. I I love you if you watching. My mother, I figured out she got soft. I witnessed my mother cook three separate meals. Woo! Three. Count them. Dude, the, grandbabies make the, shit change. The, 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 the trinity, my brother. <laughs> three cook, three meals. That means. You, I, don't, I, you, I you, don't, you, you don't want this? Okay, I'll make that. You don't want that? I'll... I said, hold on, wait a minute. Time out. Flag on the play. I said, hey, when you start doing, doing that? that? Right. <laughs> my mama told me, like, hey, you don't eat without cook? You finna go to bed hungry, oh, Negro. Geez. Wait, look. Wait, look. Hold on. And I would do it. Cause oh, I ain't oh, want that oh, bro. Shit. It was one. Oh, you getting one meal in my house. Bro. And whatever your ass didn't eat, guess what? It was going to be there for you tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> you sitting there like, I knew, something, I knew something was wrong. You get with, them leftovers, boy. I knew something was wrong with my, with my parents. And, and that, grandpa, that grandparent phase hit them when they was like, what y'all want to eat to the grandkids? I don't remember ever getting Ooh. asked what I wanted to eat. Never. I never would have chose Brussels sprouts. Nigga, I never had a choice. Never. Right. I'm like, I never had a choice. I'm sitting there what's like, a, what's what that? you mean? What you mean? What what's do a, they want to eat? Choice? All I heard was, well, for dinner, we have we it. Have right. it. <laughs> and she, like, I don't like that. I don't give a fuck what you like. Your daddy like it. I can eat what he like. I'm like, bro, that's going to work. I'm like, so it ain't never no. I'm like, y'all know y'all both made me. It ain't never no, well, let's see what Nico want to eat tonight work. and see if we can do this as a whole. No, whatever Zadie want because he go to work. I don't have a choice to go to work, ma'am. Y'all had me. I got to go to fucking school. Can I get some edibles that I like? I'll straight go to sleep hungry because I, listen, we was going to go at it. I was too big for that shit, bro. Nah, I was going to eat. I was, gonna I, I was just going to have to I, eat, man. I just had to thug that shit out. And actually, man, like real real talk, like my, now that I look back on it, like I actually watched my, and you know, growing up in a single parent home. I watched my mother sacrifice, yeah. like, her portion sizes mm. so that me and my brother could have more food. And, like, to this day, and you talk about, like, sometimes, you, you know, you do a program going into adulthood, I'll be like, 
spazzing out on my kids when I see them wasted leftovers. Man. And I'll be like, hey, man, look. Because <laughs> in my house, story. My, my, my mother would cook, and she would probably cook, bro, for like, I would say the tops three days. And the meal would last three days. You know what I'm saying? Man. And it got eight. We yeah. just thugged it out. Listen. Now, shh, my kids eat one meal and expect something different tomorrow. Hell yeah. Sean, and we have leftovers. Do, and kids don't do leftovers They don't now. do leftovers. Like, and and wait, look. They don't like, do leftovers, and they don't do snacks that's in the house. They want to go to Quick Trip. They want to go to Quick Trip. So we can get new snacks oh, every day. Oh, and my house is, do, is Dollar Tree. So let's go to Dollar Tree. And, and, and shout out to I Dollar can, Tree. I can appreciate that. I love Dollar Tree. Because I ain't going over Dollar Two, Dollar Seven up here, depending on what I city I'm in. I love Dollar Tree. My kids love Dollar Tree. So, but... Like you said, we boo. They bougie with the snacks. Right. They don't want the stuff that that my wife then and then went and bought a whole damn army barracks worth of shit for. They want the stuff outside. All the, the little Debbie still sitting in the thing, but you want <laughs> and they goddamn sour patch kids every day, every day. Look, new bag. Look, can I get a new bag of sour patch kids? What about oh, the sour, what about the bag that's over there? Eat the shit in the garage. But look, before we move on from from this, talking about wasting. I usually don't go off on unless Sean kind of do what he want to do as far that. as eating food because he's the only child. Yeah. And I'm like, because we go in my girl house, they, they her kids, because they'll run through shit Absolutely. if they did how Sean do. Like she make them ass. Mm-hmm. So I start making Sean do that because he. I bought some Popeyes the other day. I, I bought groceries. But, you know, you do so much shit during the day, then go buy groceries. After putting them up, After I don't got time up. to be cooking that. Nope, I don't want to, so I'm going to go buy some food too. There you go. Bought this Popeyes. He was like, oh, yeah, Popeyes. So I get it. Get the chicken. He get the chicken. We get chicken and fries because they don't took away mac and cheese yeah. and motherfucking green beans. I don't know what they own. Popeye straight discontinued that shit out here. What? Like nobody has. And I'm like, what you mean? You don't got the green? Like that was my favorite part. Popeyes don't sell green beans. They don't sell green beans no more, bro. And I don't know. Where they do that? At? I, I don't, it must be up here only. But so he and I tell Sean like, hey, I see him go back and get seconds on fries. I'm like, hey, don't just keep eating these fries, bro. Eat this chicken. Yep. And Sean got a big thing for a long time when he was little. He would never eat the meat part of the chicken. He just wanted to eat the skin of the chicken, bro. And so it got to the point where I was like, bro, eat the skin. Just put the chicken back, nigga. It's still chicken. I'll eat that. Right. Eat my child. Man. He, and I told him that. He said, okay. I said, like, Sean, eat your chicken or don't go get shit else. This nigga had the audacity. That's how I knew I was mad. The audacity. Because I had to call him nigga. He made me so mad. Like I went, I woke him up and went off. I look in the trash and I said, Sean, don't throw shit away. Was it a pimp style nigga or was it Kevin Hart style? No, nah, it was like, nigga. nigga. It, was like, <laughs> it was one of the Kevin Hart. Nigga. I, gonna, I look in the Now, if you're smart as a kid, if I'm going to throw something away so don't nobody notice, I'm throwing that shit. I'm, I'm picking Plate up down. other trash. Oh, yeah. I used to hide food in there so I don't want to see it because yeah. I ain't want it. I was, ga- was gangster with the napkin. <laughs> I, I'm talking about it was an was art tool. With the napkin. He took three pieces of chicken. Bit off each of them one fucking time <laughs> and threw his food away. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went in that motherfucker. All you hear is the door swing open. I flipped the motherfucker. <laughs> I said, "You got me fucked up." I said, "I said, Sean, didn't I tell you? You, you don't him, you hit him with it, you bro? You came in like, oh, bro. I know. Listen, if I could, I almost close this door just so I could kick that bitch open. Hey, man. I went on, and before I knew it, I had to walk out the room because I wanted to whoop him over this shit. Because I'm like, bro, I just told you. He had one piece, of, one or two pieces of chicken on his plate. I told you, do not go get no more food until you eat this chicken. 
So you went and got an additional piece of chicken and just bit the and shit. bit off of it and kept moving. Facts. Oh, I said, don't you touch another fucking thing in this house without inquiring <laughs> with me first. It got to, he asked me yesterday, the day after, well, can I get some juice? What the hell are you asking me for? You right. Get you some. Get you some. Hey, I, sp- I speak, hold on. Speaking of, you said juice? Juice. Tampico? No. Trash. Uh, hey, hey, no, 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 no. No, my kids love the Tampico. Hey, because Sean, it was Sean cool came, when I was little. It was cool when Once I got little, older, I was like, this shit started tastes like a moxicillin. Hey, yeah, Sean, came, <laughs> Sean came over. shit tastes like medicine. Sean came over the house, no man. And Maria said, <laughs> Maria said, I was like, who in the hell bought Tampico? It was in the refrigerator. I said, who in the hell bought Tampico? She's like, well, that's for Sean. He drinks this? He drinks this? No, my <laughs> Sean must have just saw it and told him. Sean probably gets no, cause one time he came to me. Can we get some tampico? What you want that? that for? And then I found my I was nothing else in the crib. I drunk it. I was like, this ain't like it used to be, real. Like, but it's just like like how Hawaiian punch. Oh, yeah. No matter how many ice cubes you put in there, no how how cold you put it, Hawaiian punch is still warm. It's always. It's like, warm. bro, what the and fuck then is it? Got warm pockets in it. No matter how much you stir, <laughs> shake that shit up. It got warm. The ice don't even melt in the freezer. I legit want to say the basis of all Hawaiian punch is probably motor oil. Because that shit. Look, the same shit they the make for them burrito taco dip. Yeah. That's what's in the bottom of that shit. Hey, somebody, that somebody shit. said burrito tacos look like the dip. The dip Transmission like, oil. <laughs> somebody said it look like baby oil. Dirty baby oil. Fuck right. Low key, that, that, that taco, Dirty that dip low key is overrated. Cause I got it with it. I ain't gonna lie, I like the dip. The, I don't. The dip is highly like, overrated. The taco like the itself. The was, taco is The taco fire. itself was fire. And I'm gonna actually say this. We had them in Arizona. Yeah. Highly, highly overrated. Mm. The dip didn't have the flavor that it had. It had no flavor. See, it, it depends. You gotta go to the right place. Like, yeah. like. The, the sauce I had the first time I went to Savory was fire. I was like, this is great. Last, the other day, it, it was cool, don't get me wrong, but it, it, it didn't hit me like that, you know what I'm saying? Probably, uh, but it's a spot on uh, Grand called Lucha, okay. right across the street from the Fox Theater. Lucha. And uh, that shit, like, I think they tacos today is like a dollar or something. If you go to authentic Mexican places, yeah. it'll and it's one, it's one of them ones, it's one of them ones, like, you go in Mexico. there, and that shit, that shit hit. Word, it's a difference between tacos and tacos made from them authentic, like today. Like, like street tacos. When we street went tacos. to, oh, yeah, when we went to Trump, they yeah. had authentic Mexicans in the back. Now, was yeah. they the best? Yeah, like we went to, that, so they didn't set up a taco circus inside of Trops. So we, we went to Trops and, they got the they, and I mean like. From Mexico back Yeah, there. like we went back there yeah. and they was like, hey, don't talk to them. They was like, don't talk to them. You order over here because they don't know what you're saying. I went over there. He he said something. He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Grand size." He's like, "Oh, okay." Oh, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Aurora, Ooh. Illinois. <laughs> I grew up in Aurora, so it's Aurora is like 50, 60 percent Mexican, like out over Ooh. the years. So I'm used to all these authentic taco, taco spots, spots to where I know yeah. it's maybe two people in here that speak broken English. <laughs> Everybody, we used to have a bus called the Santiago Express. Once a weekend, went to Mexico, Durango, Mexico. And came back to Aurora and would bring people, and I watched over time. That's why I, that's why I rock with the Latino community because over time, I watched them bring. It'll be they send one person, he come get that shit together, and then he come back get the family. And now you go to the east side of Aurora, you got shopping plazas and nothing but Spanish. They run shit mm-hmm. because they came up, they did what they supposed. To. They took the sack. It's like having a group, yeah. and one person is the leader. 
Everybody follows. It's like, all right, we're going to send Pops up here. He's going to make it do what it do. Oh, yeah. they, they understand the system. They, they don't understand buck, they don't the system. system right? They ain't going to buck the system because in a lot of Latino communities, just like our communities, we respect our elders. Yeah. Uh, well, so, we used to. Um, we used to. It's, uh, something, it's, some some kids, it's, something, it's something wrong with these kids, man. These, I, it's something wrong with these kids, man. I, I, I literally, every day, I'm like, where, what happened? It, and it's, our, it, it's our generation. Like it's our kids, and I'd be like, the hell, like, I'm still scared of my mama. Cause I've even had to this day, this day, you know oh, what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I'm still, still scared. Ha- still having to have real talk conversations with my mother. I won't. The respect factor is so prevalent. Still there. I still get that little lump in my throat when hey, I talk to my mama. If, have, have you on the phone? I get quiet. Like. Like, are you like my bad, mom? Are you really mad? Or I'm like my bad. She like, boy, you crying? Like, like, you right. The respect factors. Yeah, it, it's that. Is, like, it's, it's to the fair. point now. Like, if I if I'm talking to my mom and I know something that is gonna be like really where I really, where I know she about to chastise me, even mm-hmm. though I'm damn near forty, I sit down because my mom was four eleven. So my mom, she got a tower over me. She don't want me talking, and oh, I'm, really? I'm I'm bigger than her. Oh, you gotta sit down. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. sit down. So I be looking. I be like. It, it's so many levels of that respect, and I be looking at these kids, and I be like, you know why? Because kids, parents be trying to be too friends with their kids based off of how they grew up. Yeah, and it, I can see if your parents did you a certain way, you try to be a different way. But I was like, my pops was hard on me, but it took me to get older. So yeah. I was like, I get it. Yeah. I would have been fucked up out here if he wasn't oh. as hard on me as he was, as he should have. Yeah, and and I understood it. So Sean, only reason I don't have to be as hard as my dad was on me. It's because Sean do what he's supposed to do. Right. He go to school, straight A's. Yeah. Never know, since he's been getting grades, straight A's. So I was like, bro, the shit I got bitched at over, you don't have them issues. So right. me yelling at him is just, bro, sit your ass down. Yeah. I'm tired of you jumping off of my couch. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I was like, bro, I'm, my rather, good couch. I'd rather you be jumping off my couch jump than on, bailing. Jump on, the, look, jump on the plastic plant. Right. Yes, <laughs> look, you're going to make me get some. No, my mom ain't going to make me get some. I'm like, you'll get a couch shout out, shout out to the people that still got plastic on their furniture. And shout out to the people that was able to sleep on them and not sweat to death. Because I fell asleep on my grandma's couch one time. I woke up peeled off. I was like, Grandma, peel me off of this. That's all you hear. <laughs> or they had them little runners that came in hey, that was plastic. Hey, they're runners. Well, motherfuckers hurt. Hey. Time out. You catch that bitch on the wrong side? Hey, shout out to Walnut Park. My grandmother still to this day. Has clear plastic runners oh, she that yeah. run from her front door uh, through the living room even, oh, yeah. into them. the kitchen. She had to oh, keep yeah. them and from back then. Your ass better stay on, on that runner. Run. Yeah. <laughs> See, man, we, we just need a whole Brent, episode about shit that we like growing up. Hell yeah. Because it's so much stuff that I miss. Like, I was glad Sean got to meet both of my grandmas before they passed, yeah. but he didn't get the experience like just going to post up at my grandma's house for hours with nothing to with fucking nothing do. To do. Yep. Nothing. My grandma had no food in this motherfucker. I'd be like, Grandma, stop requesting us come over here because hey. you know you ain't got shit to entertain us, bro. This big, she had that big box ass TV that was on the floor <laughs> that it would probably take oh, yeah. three, four niggas to pick up now. Need a forklift for that bitch. Facts. And I was just like, <laughs> you had to turn, you had to, she had the dials on it and shit. I'm like, nah, bro. I, I'm, you know, both my my last grandmother passed right before the wedding. Like her funeral was the week right, of the wedding. Right before. Yeah, the, the week of the wedding. As a matter of fact, me and Maria went to the wedding. I think we had our uh, rehearsal that night, and I ain't see her the rest. To the, to the, she came down now. You know it. 
my grandmother had like especially like when you got a lot of cousins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of cousins, we and then you be like, we ain't gonna talk about that. We yeah. all going going to <laughs> grandma everybody house at grandma house. weekend. Grandma everybody at grandma house. It was a plot Lit. though. You ain't till you get old. At first you're like, oh, we all get to kick it. I'm like. Nah, man, these niggas wanted to go kick it and sent us all over here because they knew grandma was going to leave. Yep. Yep. Well, look, the crazy part is my grandmama was going to leave. She was like, well, look, I'm finna go over to Pauline house and we finna go play taunt. And if y'all need me, this the number. Yep. I used to book back and then. And the oldest, you in charge. Gra- you could be left in the crib and we you weren't going to touch the door. We weren't going to touch the door. We weren't going to touch the stove. The crib had one main room. And my, like, like I said, my, my grandmother worked overnight mm. so of course all of my you know my mom my uncles aunts everybody thought they were slick they would drop us off at my grandmother's house now here's the thing like you said the oldest was in charge so i was one of the elder grandchildren so i had to police certain avenues of the house no touching the stove don't Man. open the door don't let no strange nigga in the house. All of that. You shit. know what I'm saying? All of that. No matter who it is, if somebody knock on that door, call the phone. quiet in this motherfucker. Call the, call the work phone. Boy, boy, but boy. I miss them days. I miss them days, man. I do too. It, it ain't, it ain't hey, you know what? Life is I, simple. Dude. I showed my students uh, uh, 20 things that 90s or the 80s babies and 90s babies had that these kids don't know about. And, you know, it talked about dial-up internet, pages, all type of shit. And I'm sitting there telling the kids, like, Dial-up internet. You I heard would, that? I wouldn't yeah. wish dial-up internet on my worst enemy. I remember my Because sister, my mama get on the phone. Y'all had AOL, too? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So you have mail. I'm going to really mess y'all up. Y'all remember when the little free subscriptions were coming in the newspaper? Yeah. And yeah. you take the CD out the yeah. newspaper and yeah. download yeah. it to yeah. you. <laughs> hey, no. Nah, I'm going to tell you. I told the students. I said, hey, man. I remember I was like a junior. I think I was a junior senior in high school. Oh, yeah. Senior. I was a senior in high school. We had dial-up internet. My mama got smart and put a second phone line in the house so that way so we could have the dial-up you know, you and dial you stay up out of the phone. And, man, my sister and I, we both we both teenagers. I'm on the phone with my gal. She like, I need, to talk, I need to use the phone. I need to use the phone. I'm like, all right. But I'm on this mug, so you got to wait. <laughs> she like, well, mama on the computer, so you got to get off the phone. No, nah, I'm on this mug oh, first. It's, it's mine. <laughs> this girl went downstairs, picked up the other phone, Said, hey, asked the girl, like the girl I was on the phone with. She like, she like, her name was Mira. She like, hey, Mira, did he tell you he got back with KK? Asshole. <laughs> when I say, it, hey, <laughs> I ain't had no words, but I was just like, we got a bang. As soon as you come upstairs, sure, me and you got some words. Mom, I, and no worse, your mom getting on the phone. Get off the phone because I need to use it. I be like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, we was fighting. My hey. mom used to just pick up the phone and be like, bye. I'll just hang up because I ain't want to hear I was on here, man, this is hell. You can't hear none of this conversation nah, dirty from your chat. Boy, dirty man. Nah, you, <laughs> hey, hey, when you call when you call weather or information at nighttime All so the, the phone wouldn't ring. Oh, yeah. but look, because we, listen, hey. I don't even care about this shit. The craziest part with the phone, oh, phone that I used to have. The phone off the hook shit. Oh, yeah, listen, yeah. oh, no, I did that. The only time I would do it, when my when they got to the point where they was doing call home parent teacher conferences, oh, my school yeah. did that shit for them too. Cause I knew I was fucking up <laughs> for two days during that seven to nine time frame. I would go get the phone and turn that motherfucker on and slide it under my bed <laughs> so nobody can find where the phone that was off the hook at. And as soon as nine o'clock come, 
relationship is. Put, put it back. It back because the world's like, if my mama and them get this phone call, it's, it's a ra- all you gonna hear is <laughs> get the belt because you've been in school fucking up again, ain't you? I'll be like, God damn, man. Well, all of that shit changed for me in my household. I remember we had the long phone cords. They just stretch like 13 mm-hmm. blocks. Yeah, yeah. So we had those. You had minimal privacy because everybody knew when your ass was on the phone yep. because the thing got stretched all the way through the house. So all we had to do was follow the lifeline. Back. And there you were. My goofy ass, I used to try to duck off and go in my grandmama living room, cut the lights off. And I used to be in there trying to set the mood and shit. My dumb ass, I'm in middle school. You know, I'm talking, <laughs> talking to some little hottie thotty I done met on, on the way Man. on the activity bus. So I get caught with the long-ass phone cord. So the game changer came in when we used to get the cordless joint. Yeah. So Ooh, the cordless joint. the fucking game. Oh, the cordless joint was the game changer. That, that literally, I would say that probably was... Rebound mode, I'm going to say the, the cordless phone was like the Dennis Rodman of phones. Facts, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the bounce back was just so real. So I would take the cordless phone, and I mind you, it came with a base. And, you know, my, I guess my family was kind of semi-balling just a little bit, you know, early 90s. So we had three different cordless phones yeah, mm-hmm. that shared a base. Yep. Yeah. So we had one upstairs, we had one downstairs, and we had one in the dining room. Yeah. Yeah. So I would take the one from upstairs, and I would just run all through the house with that mug. Well, phone conferences, here we go back fucking up in school. I'm in trouble. Phone rings. So my goofy ass, I'm trying to switch the batteries in the cordless phones in the house so they would be dead. Hell yeah. Because I'm knowing what time this phone call getting ready to happen. Yep. 4.30. <laughs> right. Between 4.30 and 5.30, you was getting that phone call mm-hmm. from either the principal, the, the, the vice principal, or the counselor was calling home. And I was an asshole in middle school. Me too. So <laughs> Me too. A lot of a lot of phone calls. I was a dick in middle school. I was in this <laughs> shit. To this day, I know it was unconstitutional I back was then. An asshole. In I was in some school. shit called Row One in middle school. Yeah. In eighth grade. Seventh and eighth. I don't know about eighth grade, but seventh grade. Row one in seventh grade was it was all the kids that talked the most and got in trouble in class. Me, this nigga named Jordan, Turner, these two chicks, Brittany and Brandy, and a couple other my cousin Tenario. So we always had to sit in the same row in every class we was in. <laughs> if one person fuck up, we all got in trouble. Everybody for it. Everybody they so already knew. Everybody one nigga did. get a twenty minute detention, we all gotta stay after school for twenty minutes. So now it's an accountability factor, like, hey bro, we just have to talk to each other before class. I'm like, hey bro, do not come in here on Stop. no bullshit. Yeah, I gotta go home tonight. Right. <laughs> he like, bro, I'm gonna try to do my best. I'm like, no, nigga, it's forty two minutes. <laughs> you get me in trouble, nigga. Stop. Right. But <laughs> I'm thinking about it, I'm like, bro, nowadays. You can't. You couldn't do that shit. Hell, you you can't have detention in most schools today. Shit, Dude, not soft ass. Well, now this is the thing: how they doing detentions in jail with with two fellow educators being in the room. Yeah. How they're running these these uh, I, I call them uh, student meals. <laughs> it's like a meal, like literally, it's a it's a factory. So you have an offense. They bring you in. All right, you weren't wearing your ID. Uh, you got caught skipping. Uh, you was acting up on activity bus in the hall tripping. We gonna give you a one hour detention directly after school. All right, so you corral 
70 kids in the cafeteria and make them sit at individual tables by themselves in complete silence and they done what they want hour detention and then they go on about their business. But now they doing the one hour and the two hour. Oh no, you gonna keep me in school for two hours. So either you got a one hour detention or a two hour detention after school. So when they get rid of the one hour kids, the two hour kids come in. Oh, you got me fucked up. I'll drop out this bitch for y'all do that. The two hour kids be sitting there hurt. Oh, man, I mean, it's, li- it's like sol- it's literally like solitary confinement. Yeah, bro, it's like Saturday. I remember I had Saturday school. Oh, Saturday skip- detention? I got it for skipping hey, band once. Hey, I remember that Saturday detention. That's three hours, bro. You don't hey, know how long three hours is. I was two minutes late to class, and one of my science teachers was deciding me to be an asshole, and I got a Saturday detention because I was late walking in from getting a drink of water. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. I ain't, I never served a Saturday detention, but when I was working at a certain educational institution here in the <laughs> St. Louis metro area, teachers got paid for doing detention. For extra duty, yes, it sir. It was extra duty. You know it. So the kids had to pay $10. Shout out to Nick Garvin. I see him on the uh, That's call. Crazy. Hold on, they charge. So Boy, they charge. got me. Kids had to pay $10. They charge the kids. kids to, for detention, right? For detention. So if you serve detention during the week, let's say you did detention on Tuesday, uh-huh. teachers got $5 for every, from every kid yeah, that was in there. Kid that was in there. And five dollars went to like something for like an end of the year party or some shit. But if you work the Saturday detention, you got ten dollars for every kid. You got the whole month, bro. You got all of it. I used to tell them, "Hey, pile them up, fifteen, ten, twenty. Put them in there. Yeah, that's actually just little hey. off bread. Yeah, hey, I'm going there and yeah. do it too. It's thirty, hey, y'all. Come on, let's kick oh, it. Oh, it's thirty. Shit. It's thirty kids. They'll show us a pop. You yeah, do it. Yeah, it's thirty for me to just show up for two, three hours. Three hundred square. It wasn't. And wait, look. It was really only like oh, a my mom. <laughs> it was really only like an hour, hour and a half. So shit, I'll be like this. How many come? 15? Yeah, shit, that's my Saturday. That's my drinking money tonight. Come on. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Early Saturday morning, as an adult, I'm like, bro, this is the time I'll just be trying to post up in the crib unless I got something to do. Exactly. Look, yeah, come on, let me get this stuff out. I used to be be like, please, please, I'll sign up for Saturday detention. I'll do it every week. (laughs) Look, big facts. So look, y'all, we've been we've been kicking it, man. That's how I like. I see we gotta keep the show like this, because yes, we've been keeping people engaged and all of that, man. So I'm gonna knock y'all off with our numerology corner yes, real quick before AD come with the Black Sports Player. We get into these topics. The number ninety, like I said, we on episode number ninety. The number ninety is a sign that certain situations in your life will soon be coming to a close. By continuing on your present spiritual path, you will be able to attain any goal that you have set for yourself. With the support and inspiration of your angels, you will be able to attract the conditions that will bring you about a satisfying closure in whatever situation you focus upon. Mm. You know, you know what I, I started. It's deep every week, man. I started noticing that every time we do these. Numer- how deep it really gets. Go ahead, AD. Every time, I, every time we do numerology corner, I, especially like the last probably like five five well, weeks, really, I've been literally been like, this is pr- this is like our little spiritual prayer corner. I'll be like. Well, it, it be talking to it me. It be, be talking. Like, you should, but see, it's talking to y'all here. You should see me when I'm finding it at the crib and putting it on there. I'll be like, if this don't fucking resonate with my life man. as I'm in it, usually everybody come on the show and be like, damn, yeah. this is where I'm at with yeah. my life. So, yeah. so I'm going to interject respectfully because these brothers is, is laying the groundwork for some, uh, some, some real spiritual talk here. So this is show number 90, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. And we just did the significance of the number 90, correct? Sure. How about the number 90? I'm on the 90th show. I'm the 90th guest. Mm. 
a small form of football number. Mm. Yep. Yep. Collegiate, semi-pro, and professional. Oh, well, we got to add you this, to the black sports players. I'm, 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 I'm about to. Football, my, for, my former football number. So looking at this Look sheet, how crazy that alliance, though. I'm like, dog. I'm like, that ain't nothing but the king talking. Like, hey, that proof, it look, like I said, it took until getting in Mason to really <laughs> listen to these numbers. It's surprising that shit a lot. I've had that happen multiple times. Like, my my uh, one-year anniversary of ever doing Ethnic and Shamor. Coincidentally, the first person I ever interviewed when I was doing the, when I was doing the Facebook Live version mm-hmm. was the guest of my one-year anniversary. We didn't plan it like that. It, yeah. And I looked, and it took it to the memories came up. I said, bro. Do you know you the guest of this one year? You was the first ever person. And it's just like, I don't plan that shit. I see. But the universe will align shit in a certain way. Until you said that, I had no idea about that. Bro, that's my, that's literally my, that's crazy. That's my old football number. As I told you earlier, when we was talking, I said, I said, man, I was like, hey, you know, he he a professional football player. And I I went to this man's campus. I I heard you was that deal. Hey, they had so, you coming out last out the tunnel, like you was Ray Lewis in that motherfucker. Hey, so wait, wait, look, let me get these black sports players because I got, no, I got my own B Quinn story. I, I, Hold on, I miss it, man. I miss so, it. I miss it. I love it. Shout out to uh, sports players with the number ninety, uh, Drew Gooden from the Dallas Mavericks. Shout out to Drew Gooden. I fucks with Drew Gooden. Yeah, yeah. Cavalier. He played for yeah. a few teams. He won ninety on all of them, but he had on two teams. He was number ninety. Definitely was not. Definitely won ninety. He was double zero. Double zero. He was ninety with the Ma- with the Mavericks, and I forgot the other team he was ninety with. But he was either that or double zero. Julius Peppers. Oh, I fucks with Julius one of the Peppers. greats. Javon the Curse, that was one of my the favorite. Freak. <laughs> Shout out I ain't a to big the Freak. Football fan, like Name growing two. up. But when when I was growing up and I was more into football, this was one of my favorite players. And and, and a lot of people don't, dude, you know. We was in high school when when Javon yeah, Curse was playing, and, and man, Javon Curse, he put fear into the hearts of Rams fans. He was a monster, he was man. A like savage. you're he talking was about six six, two fifty, and fast and fast as shit. And you know what's cra- <laughs> what's crazy scary. is people don't realize. I I think I, I'm gonna have to go back and try to figure out a way to watch. That '99 Super Bowl, Super Bowl over again. When the, when I'm sure, I'm sure it probably I'm sure is. It is. But the Titans and the Rams. That was epic, dog. I like by far that. one of the greatest defenses that the Titans had Hands ever. Down, dog. One of the greatest offenses that the Rams had. Hands the down. amount of names and Hall of Famers that played that in that played game. In that game. Isaac Bruce, Isaac Tory Holt, Kurt Warner. You got Marshall Falk. Frank White. Shout out to Marshall Falk. Orlando Pace. Kevin Brown. Steve McNair. Eddie George. Even though I'm from the Bears, that was my team. But being so close to St. Louis, it's like you couldn't deny the Rams back then. I was like, I used to play with them on Madden all that. I'm like, bro, you got fucking And the fact that the Rams had all these great. I mean, like, like it was. It their wide receiver core alone, alone, Who's Tony? They had they had Tony Horn. They had Ricky Pro. They had so many. Like when Isaac King, when when, they, when you punted the ball to the Rams, they were scoring. The greatest. Show they were scoring, bro. And so, man, shout out to them. But last but not least, I got to give it up to my boy B Quinn. Because I'm gonna tell y'all, man. It's crazy, man. Like, I met B. Quinn in the fall of 11. 
We we I started working at Cardinal Ritter and I uh got on the coaching staff. Shout out to Fat Man. Uh, you know, oh, he uh, you know he in the district with me. We did we did our orientation together. Word. Yeah. Uh, shout out shout out to Orlando Merriweather man. One of one of the best offensive minds. Yes, sir. I've probably ever had the chance to work with man. And one one of the coaches who was willing to take a young coach and let him let him yeah, learn yeah. the game, like yeah. you know, even though I had experience as a coach before him, he was like, "Hey, you want you want to call the JV offense? It's yours, call it." Like, I, like, like he, I love people. He, that he let you teach, he let you let learn. You learn while the, you're doing it. I, in, in my in my career high school coaching, man, I've had a really really beautiful run and got a chance to work under some of the greatest game facilitators. I'm talking about just football minds around, man. Like, shout out to Brian Simmons, one of my mentors. Like, Steve Smith, who I'm currently with right now, but Pattonville at my alma mater. Uh, Orlando Merriweather, who I was at Cardinal Ritter for, like, my longest stint. And then, shit, man, uh, Darren Sunkett over at Eastside. Okay, yeah. 89 blocks. Oh, so, I mean, I'm talking about, man, some of, some of the best football minds I've done, done been around, man, and I've, I've been able to absorb a lot from them brothers, man. And I look back on it. Dog, I've been coaching high school football for 15 years. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, my f- like 15 seasons. Like, this, like I started in 07. Yeah. So man, that's like, when I graduated high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I've been doing this football thing a long time, and it, it just ended. You know, and Excellent. I was blessed to, like I said, be able to play the game at all levels. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, pass that, it along. When, when my guy came to me and we started coaching together, we, we, we immediately, like in the first three to four weeks of the season, was like, oh, that's my, we, we super tight. And we, we, I got a chance to really get to know this brother. And then he said, man, I'm playing professional football. He started playing arena ball. He was playing semi-pro before then. And then the, uh, they started an arena team out at the family arena. And, bro, I literally, hell, I think one season I ain't miss a game. Didn't miss not one home game. Like, my brother made it to so many games that automatically, every week, he already knew he had tickets at the wheel car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's how that's deep how it was. was. And, that's and, how deep it was. And, and, I love this guy. And man. for real, like, like, the level of brotherhood. Like, you know, being a Mason is one of the most beautiful things. I talk about it all the time. There's not really anybody that I'd vouch for. I've told people numerous times. Y'all heard me say it a lot. I, mean, I ain't vouch for nobody else. I've already, I've only told one person. If you ready, I got you, and that's him. I feel it. You know, and I've told him whenever he's ready. Because that take, just because being on that side, yeah. mm-hmm. it take a lot to want to put my name behind the motherfucker. Uh, because yeah, I know yeah. what I give to this. I know what my lives give to this. And I know the other brothers surrounding this give to this. If you're not going to put that same, especially coming in the JG, you're not going to put that same 110 to this. And I, wait, look, I remember when we when we first met, he wasn't working at the school yet. I remember calling him like, hey, you need to do this, boom, 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 get you in. Like, that's how, that's that's the type of brotherhood and bond that we've had, you know, and, and, and that bond has come with years of love and brotherhood. It's also come with, with, with a little bit of heartbreak, you know. Yeah. Um, it you know what I getting into the random topics you know uh, first we got uh I gotta I got I got I gotta do two things first one my little cousin is missing y'all I'm gonna tell y'all right now she's missing uh her name is Maya let me pull up all her details so that way I can give you all the information if you see it 
Her name is Maya Stallings. And she is actually currently missing in Hazelwood. Uh, she's 13 years old. She's 193 pounds. Hazel eyes. She was last seen on uh, Lindbergh and 270. Please call my cousin Shamika Day if you see her uh, or call her brother Malik Knox. Uh, so that that's first thing. And then second thing, um, we lost a student, uh, a former student of ours, yeah. uh, to a senseless uh, gun violence over the, uh, was it last weekend or this past weekend. This past and, weekend. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. to Isis Mar, uh, yeah, and uh, you know her. Her uh, she was an amazing student, um, amazing basketball player. Uh, definitely want to send love to her father, who's square. Okay. Uh, uh, her father Atif and uh, her brother Osiris. Uh, so definitely let you know that we're we're thinking about you. We love you. And it, it's get it together, damn, Saint Louis, for real, man. Y'all take it out. Yeah, Too many it. young folks. There's exactly. been so many deaths like, in the past. We buried what seven kids in the last two years. I'm gonna say the last two years, bro. And just, just honestly, man. Once, once a Ritter critter, always a Ritter critter, bro. I'm, I'm, I've been blessed to be a part of the Cardinal Ritter community for a very long time. Mm. Like, you know, I was one of them little, little, little crazy kids running around on that backfield out there when they had the school over on Thacker, because I'm, you know, I'm from Walnut Park, so. Yeah. My roots to Cardinal Ritter run real deep, you know. And when they moved the school over on Spring, that was the environment where I got my feet wet as a teacher. You know what I'm saying? And my mentors and my elders who welcomed me into that community who gave me my first shot, you know. So to lose, you know, seven kids, man, like like, like well-known former students, yeah. Kids that I was, you know, kicking out of class because they were skipping, yeah. and kids that you know that I had that great rapport with as a coach, you know, like it it it, it breaks my heart, yeah. you know, and we stay losing our, our our babies, man, to to gun violence and senseless tragedy, man. Yeah, that that just just keep that whole just keep the whole Cardinal Ritter family and community in your prayers, Thanks. man, because how much like how much more. Really, honestly, man, you know, can we take? And, and people don't realize how small the school is. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows. like it, it's it's a small school, mm-hmm. and it, the generations, even though school only been open what thirty five something years, thirty five, thirty six years, and, and, and for it to be open that long, the generations know each other, you know, and they ha- and, and so when when we hear these things, we like, man, at, once you've taught there one year, once you worked there, hell, I was there for eight years. Yeah. It's a long time. Oh, yeah. And it it come it it's, it's <laughs> you know both we, there eight years. It's 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 an experience, and you know those kids become a part of your uh, your heart and your life. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it's one of those things that they don't. Even though when you train, you know, you move on. Yeah. Those kids, those those kids they always is still they're gonna be with they, you. They, they, that's as soon as they graduate, they they be like, hey, let me find you on all my all your social let me media. Find all your social media stuff so I can follow I mean, you, be with you. Like the beautiful thing about like what Bro just said. Nico, like I like we like we still interact mm-hmm. with our former students, former players, former coworkers, former coworkers, <laughs> like all of that. Like it's no matter what the circumstances was, it's still all love, yeah, you man. know. And we like you get you get phone calls, like you don't know how many times I get text messages. Hey, bro, this sis. Do you know how many sisters I got? Like, yeah. Like you got to be a little bit more specific. Right, right, right. Put, put, put some so, names uh, behind that. Moving on, man. 
HBCU football is a thing right now, man. HBCU, period. Period. Coach, I think the world is. Coach Prime? I don't think it's just Prime. No, I, I think it's, I think it's a. I think the world, one, it's the world trying to right their wrongs. Yeah, absolutely. The world yeah. trying to, because absolutely. you got so many people trying to capitalize off HBCU bands. Yeah. Off the fact of historically black colleges and universities being pushed so much yeah. more. Yeah. It's just like sometimes, depending on how your mindset is, like, damn, is this a good thing? Yeah, it's almost like, do I really need to? Do I, really do I need to gatekeep and be like, why are y'all all of a sudden paying attention to me? Because like, you know, so make you feel though. To, to some to some HBCU football fans, when I look at, it, I be like, man, I've been going to these games. Oh shut up! I've been going. So when I when I see people like, oh man, I'm going to the classic. You ain't never. You ain't never been trying to go to the classic before. You know, never have I ever. Like I heard you make that reference. I guarantee you, if Saint if Saint Louis still had a Gateway Classic. The attendance was skyrocketing. Oh, absolutely! Because all of a sudden, Packed. you know, everybody everybody wants to be on that boat. I can man. Go to the last. When was the last one? 13, 2013. I went. We went to it. Yeah, I went. We went to the very last one. Wait, look. Me and Quinn was on the field. On the sideline. Lincoln played in 2012 because yep. I was on the Royal Court as Mr. Yep. Junior. And we left like halfway through the game. We was getting our ass whooped. Yep. Me <laughs> and Mr. Senior, shout out to Joe Simmons. We left. Took the underground. We went and got some liquor. Yeah. Took the underground tunnel down there the and Lumiere, popped up in the yep. Lumi. I'm in there yep. gambling before I get back <laughs> to the bus and shit. Hey, la- the last year of the Gateway Classic, 2013, uh, uh, for all the work that I had done as a volunteer and a former employee, I was like, you know, they gave me a whole bunch of stuff, including the field pass. So I was like, shit, they gave me two field passes. I called. I, hey, we worked together. This is my brother. I said, hey, you want to go on the field? He was like, uh, "You serious?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro!" We literally, man, we literally spent the in, damn spent near the entire, the entire game, game on, the, on field. the field. We were walking around. We was on Central State bench. We was on Tennessee State bench. Like I watched halftime, literally damn near next to the drum major. I don't even remember he, who we played. Hey, y'all played Missouri Southern. I, I was there. <laughs> I, was, I was there. I remember that. And I mean to literally sit there. I mean, watch the bands literally walk on the field. That's the greatest team part. Team yeah. come. Teams come out the tunnel. I mean, you hear the, whole you game hear the coaches yelling. You hear all the stuff that you don't hear. That you hear, yeah. You know like what I'm saying? You, you actually get to hear real time game day stuff. Yeah. You get to hear the coaches you making the adjustments. Yeah, that should be fun. HBCU oh, mic'd up on ESPN would be love. Oh, so like, you know, that, that'd be a whole another. That'd be a whole. That'd be bleep so much. <laughs> so it's actually it's actually going on. It's actually going on when you say that. So, uh, this there's a there's a show called Why Not Us. Mm-hmm. And it's on ESPN Plus, and they're actually following F- Florida and them uh, during their first season in the SWAT. Right. So it's actually like two or three weeks behind. So the first episode came out last week, and it was the FAMU Jackson State game. And so you get to see how FAMU come off the pandemic, yeah. come come into a new Ooh, conference, and they they first game is in Miami against, against Coach Prime. You know, Jackson State, man. man. Oh, I love the. I got to watch a video of just mm-hmm. Dion in the locker room oh, with yeah. him. He one. had him so amped up. I, I was in the crib yesterday. like, nigga, I'll go back to college right yeah, now. I'm ready to strap up. I swear I'll play football right now. And he, yeah. he got the community, the communities involved. That's that, what you need. Literally, he, he he's so, so they just played Alabama State. And what was so big about it is that Alabama State or uh, and, and Jackson State, traditional conference rivals, had 53,000 people. My girl had graduated Alabama I State. I heard about that. They had fit. Wait, look. What was crazy? Over 50,000. 53,000. At a homecoming game. Largest homecoming in school history. But guess what, though? 
it outsold Alabama and Mississippi State. They only had 49,000 fans. Yeah. If that well, you're t- outselling Alabama. SEC. That's what, but look, that's what, SEC. that's what makes me feel <laughs> iffy because it's like, yes, we're doing this. Now y'all niggas trying to capitalize off exactly. the fact y'all wasn't rocking with HBCUs when we was dying out. But see, it, because it's but it prime just, time in Georgia, close the schools. And yeah. shit, and but it, it's it's just not yeah. it's just not ESPNs. It's just not. No, no, it's it's, it's us too. Companies. It's us too. Because yeah. I, I I see so many people like, oh, I'm going to the game, bro. You don't even you you ain't go to the games when you was in school. Was in school. Like you don't. There's a lot of people who they they claim they love the HBCUs, but now that it's popular yeah. to love your HBCU. You like, oh well, let me rock HBC all the time. Nah, nah, you so can't man. Yeah, you gotta get no, like, I love Lincoln look, I got Lincoln year tatted yeah. on the back of my arm. You know, it, like, but I love Lincoln. So and and I, as long as the commu- as long as the community grows and, and and the right things are done, I just hope it doesn't become this commercial fo- tomfoolery. Then next thing I know we we looking at College Hill, the bad seasons. College Hill, 8.7, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't trying to see that, man. But if you're going to capitalize off them, make sure they get the benefit from that. Don't, don't come get that check from these HBCU schools. And I, one thing I know with Jackson State, Dion not going. Y'all not going to just hold him out just to capitalize. No. no. He, 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 no especially, especially when that man's name and reputation on the line. Yeah. Like, and he, he ain't finna let it ride. What's this, his second year? No, it was his second season. His second, second season. Second season, season yeah. Coaching them, and it's just like, to watch how he trans, like how they they in there, they got their suits with the JSU interior. Yeah. It's like I could tell that the players' mindset is just like, bro, we could do this shit. I, like, and and, and what, one thing that a lot of people don't realize, the other schools in the conference are actually going to grow too because of this. Absolutely. Because what's going to happen is everybody can right. Everybody came. It's a fifty-three man roster. Yep. Everybody can't make that. Nope. So if everybody can't be on the roster, everybody ain't gonna wait in the wings. They're gonna be like, oh, no. well, shit, Dion here, but. I might go play for Eddie George. Yeah. Or you know what? I might play play at Alcorn because we play Jackson State. That means we're going to mess around and still be on ESPN. Still be on ESPN. You know, and so it's, I, I really think it's going to be good for them, man. And, and ESPN is doing a big thing. I see a lot of people want want black college football to return to BET and all that. No, you don't. No, don't you watch BET no more. No, you don't. And no, BET no. ain't black owned no more. No, so it's definitely that, not. That ain't the reason why. Definitely not black owned. So shout out to the CIAA. They uh, are now – they finally did the last conference to get their stuff together with ESPN. And if you've ever – CIAA is known for basketball, really. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest black college conference, but they got a ba- they got their tournament. If you ever get a chance to go to CIAA tournament, it's literally – I know it's lit. Lit. Know. North Carolina, man, I've been wanting lit. to go for years. It's, it's actually in, in Baltimore now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's in Baltimore. They moved it up to Baltimore, but it's still lit. Oh, it's still lit. CIAA be, be hit. So, uh, and uh, last uh, – la- we got two more topics, man. I, this one I know is important for you, man. <laughs> the number one wide receiver in the country happens to be from this area, y'all. Know it. Uh, My is, side over there. You know yeah. it. Well, he was over on our side first. <laughs> you know, his name is Luther Burden the third. Touchdown, Luther. And uh, go, I remember when this, when he was in eighth grade, and we saw we saw I saw his application. I said, ooh, because he was going. He was he coming was to the school. Dead. Yeah, he was yeah, coming oh, to the school oh, where we worked at, and oh, so yeah. he spent what three years, two years over there. Yeah, I think uh, it was he like two, two, two or three program yeah. to make niggas like, hey, bro. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, he did, he did three. He did three. Go fuck with the East Side. And, and my man's is literally a walk, a highlight reel. Oh, he's yeah. a highlight he's reel. Special, like, man. 
Like that, that like like bro said, man, that kid was special in seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. Like he was just that 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 raw talent. And being around a kid like that and also having another clear cut blue chip, I mean just all out standout in Jamison Williams. Yeah. That was just Shout out to Jameson. Yes, definitely shout out to the whole Williams clan. Yeah. My, my people, man. Um, dude, I mean, watching what these kids was doing from middle school and JFL all the way up to what they're doing now, these boys about to put the world – well, Jameson already put the, the yeah. world on notice. Yeah. He's I, showing y'all what he can do. He, I, he, and he Luther's is a, about to do that. He, he's at Alabama. That's what I'm saying. I've heard that name before. Roll Tide, baby. Roll, hey. roll Tide, roll. And, and, and so shout out to Luther, man. He decommitted from Oklahoma and yeah. committed to Mizzou, to Mizzou. And, and that's big. Uh, he keeps that East Side pipeline going. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that that's big. But uh, shout out to him, man. I I, I hope Mizzou get a, a defense since they getting all this offense. Well, I need a defense. Well, I'm, well, I'm I'm saying this, and I might get in my soapbox a little bit, but Mizzou need to start taking care of our boys a little better. And yeah, I mean, and you heard it here yeah. first. So I'm gonna just, I'm, and, and I know, I'm, I know you speaking from experience. <laughs> I know you speaking from experience. And, like and look, and I'm gonna leave it at. I that. went to school down the street from Mizzou, so yeah. I'm already know. I'm gonna leave it at that. They need to take care of our the, boys better. And the last topic. Disrespectful ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Dr. Drizzy. I'm going to like, I'm, look, I'm going to spark back up. Me and my, me and my brother, we're going to spark back Dr. up on Dre. this last topic. For those who've been following the Dr. Dre saga with his ex-wife, she been kind of trying to get all the bread she can. I feel like she's reached the point of evil. Girl, shut up. Go tell her, shut that shit up. That Ain't got no album, but singing every goddamn chance she get. Look, no, she she'll be on the show before us, but she always just, they just stand outside. She just be singing for hours. So I'm like, girl, look, we ain't gonna give you no money out here, baby. Stop right. all that shit. But Dr. Dre's wife did the unthinkable, some of the most ruthless shit. And like I said, women, once a woman is scorned in whatever way she is, they do some. Ill shit. Now I can't say men though, cause some sucker niggas out here do some ill shit to women too. Oh, I know a dude. It's a girl on my Facebook. Speak, before we begin to hurt, speaking <laughs> of the most bitch ass niggas seen it's I shit I seen. It's a girl that I went to uh Lincoln with. She from the East Side. I ain't gonna put her name and business out there. <laughs> but she recently divorced her husband. When they got divorced, this nigga stole. He took all of her right shoes. <laughs> All of Shorty right shoes and left her with the left shoe. She finally just got all the rights back. Order. And mind you, I'm talking about these was different. Right shoes? These was like red bottoms, Nikes, all every every shoe she had, this nigga took the right shoe of all of them. And kept them motherfuckers for months. She just posted about her getting them right shoes back to the matches. That's some petty ass. That's some petty as fuck. That's one of them shit shows you be like. Bro, I'm gonna have my cousins come jump you, cause you nigga, you tripping. Oh, what, look, what, what, what the kids say now? We we we, we big stepping. Yeah, we big stepping. I'm we, with we, the shits, cause we, you tripping. Yeah, you gonna slide on, on you. Slide on you. Cause I'm like, when I see the post, I laughed about it at first, but then I was like, damn, nigga, you kept all. Like, think oh, about it. Every right outside the pair on her feet, that nigga kept all of her good ass. She had some fire Nikes and shit. <laughs> I would have been like, she had a collection. All the Prestos, all the Vapor Maxes. But he got jammed up. 
Because he was lying. The nigga had been faking that he was a doctor. I don't know how he faked it. But I'm talking about, she thought he was a doctor for like a year or two. Come to find out he wasn't. That's what that nigga I'm like, bro, you first of all, you get a clap for being a finesse guy. Because I don't know how you hired a doctor's salary from anybody. Doctors get paid good. Minimum like 250 k A minimum 250 So, I'm like, I don't even know how you hid that shit. How you hired that? But, speaking of Dr. Drizzle, his ex-wife. She's, y'all been hearing about the divorce saga, all the money she won. She served my man's his divorce papers at his grandmammy's funeral. Not even at the funeral, the fucking burial. At the burial. Listen, I don't advocate for doing nothing to no woman Where's and no Chris ill Brown shit. Listen, and Rihanna kind of low-key brought that upon herself because they was fighting. Once you watch the documentary and find out Chris ain't just swing on her, yeah. Because women push you. That's why I'm like, hey, brothers, I'm going to tell you that now because you'll never have the upper side in them situations. If a woman is going to push you to put your hands on her, leave. Because you going to be in the wrong. No matter, she could go up your head 50, 11 times. Yep. The one time you touch her. Just leave, I'm telling you. The one time you touch it cancel. her. It cancels all of her shit out. Your whole oh. life is ruined. Now you a, a nigga that beat on women, yeah, all that type lady. of stuff. You were typecasting and you were lady. I yeah. had one time. Label. My son, mama pushed you to the point where I wanted to choke that motherfucker. I said, you know what? It's over with. Because I, before I go to jail, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to put my hand, I'll leave here before I go sit in a cell over you. I'm like, you girl, your coochie not that good. No. Not to be going to say, ain't no coochie ain't that no good coochie. Oh, no. to be sitting in no motherfucking oh, no. cell. Yeah, my wife mm-hmm. had that conversation the other day. Yeah. Literally talking about just situations with niggas getting jammed up. And Unfortunately, man, we got a lot of brothers, sadly, that are no longer with us due to pussy control. Yeah. Ain't no box that none. And I'm finna throw away my livelihood. Yep. I'm finna throw away my good sense that I do got left. Man, hell, and ain't no box that good to throw away your sanity. And Thank if your you. coochie is that good, stay the fuck it. from me. I don't want Granted, it. I got one coochie now, so uh, I ain't even advertised for no coochies. Hey, what my man say on Hall of Nights? <laughs> Barbara, this Richie. <laughs> I, don't I ain't never that. coming I ain't home. Never coming I, don't home. Easy. I don't was like, I don't want the sunshine. I don't want that sunshine. sunshine. <laughs> I don't want like, no, I need some good top tier, but mid, I need some top mid tier coochie. Oh, yeah. If you got that supreme bend in your pants, oh, yeah. if first of all, like Erica Badu, if you got enough coochie to make me change the type of nigga I am yeah. completely, I don't want it. I don't want it. I knew her yeah. coochie was good when she was selling his incense. <laughs> I knew the coochie was good. She sell incense that's supposed hey. to be the sense of her coochie. I knew it was good when it Andre fifty dollars a box hey. and sold out the first day. When Andre three thousand went from yes. Southern playlistic Cadillac funky music oh, to yeah. prototype. To prototype. I, yeah. I, I, some, hey, I we like, hope that you're the one. Max. Yeah, I knew that. that's my shit though. I ain't gonna, hey, you know I came down the aisle of that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I knew Erica Badu had that snapper. When that boy, Andre 3000, went from wearing Braves jerseys to men's neckties and women's leggings with no shirt on. I knew the nigga. I knew hey, she had hey, that coochie hey. when he had oh that blonde wig you... on in the Hey Ya video. Wait, where were your shirt at? Cause? My nigga was in the Hey Ya video <laughs> with a blonde wig on and a headband. I was like, I want to walk on. That's some good coochie, ain't it? Hey, hey, hey. The coochie's so good, what he named the child after a number. Right. Seven. I was like, the baby name is seven. 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 Because it took him seven seconds once seven, he got up in that seven, motherfucker seven, seven, seven. to bust that. Yeah, no. Hey, no. 
Nope. I seen her in person, and as far as I went from her, I feel like she had control over me. Uh, that's why I didn't go to the concert again. You better not look. I, I went to the this. I went to the concert the first time, and I was like, Yeah, I don't need to see. You her just again. look at her. It's just like. Yeah, don't well, look, I do, I'll do don't whatever. Look you. Erica Badu it's like Medusa. Yeah. It's like Medusa. You yeah. stare at her, you just freeze up. That bitch tell me, jump, baby, how high? <laughs> what Craig say? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, shout out to Miss Badu hey. and everything that's in the box that you got because I don't know what's about it, but you make niggas like Jay Electronic be Jay on a record label. Out. She done turned Andre Three Stacks out. She done turned Common but, hey, out. Hey, you Back. ever listen to them niggas' bars before her and then after? Oh, yeah. She put some lyrical ability hey, in. Hey, now, they can, rap, they can rap. But once they got into but her mind's face, right. that nigga Jay Electronic, what's, what, I forgot what album. Just, he on Kanye album. If you hear the fucking verse he put Snap. out, he got the best verse on the whole album. He went so crazy. I was in that motherfucker Googling shit. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking he, about? He snapped because of the snapper. Hey, <laughs> she got three. She the only yes. woman with three kids, three different baby daddies that don't nobody judge her for that shit. At all. Nope. And that's, that's because, Queen box. That's because that's because Miss Badu got that Florida Gator. Look, yeah. I yeah. love my girl, but if Erica come up on me trying to set out some box, she gonna have baby number four. We can name this baby a Quimini. Uh, Goddamn uh, or Spooty Ooty. <laughs> <laughs> we can name it. Man. I'm naming this baby at the Outcast music, hey, goddamn hey, it. I'm running. That's some fire. I'm running. Hey, man. I don't, I don't so, look, y'all. We about to get into this interview, man. <laughs> yeah, man. No, matter of fact, because we're going to take a little quick. Let's quick. take a break. We're, we're going to play break. one quick song, man, because if y'all didn't know, man, the tracks we've been playing, man, it's Ben. My dog in the building. Yeah. He got some. I, told, I didn't even know you rapped till he told me. He was like, tell him to send you his music. Then, he sent. I listened. I was like, I'll be damned if this nigga can't rap too. Dude, Honestly, I know we, I know we can ready to go to break, man. Quick backstory, just with the whole rapping thing, man. I honestly started rapping when I followed you around about twelve or thirteen years old. You nice with it though. Just kind of like a little kid, hidden talent. You know what I'm saying? Like I was a big hip hop head, you yeah. know, as a kid. So I grew up watching NWA yeah. and all these super groups, and I wanted to be like them dudes. Like I wanted to do what they did, and I can remember us doing like little little talent shows in my basement. And you know you got your you know shout out to my uncles you know they come over you know they had a had a adult beverages yeah and they'd be a little full. Hey, turn the music on, y'all kids dance for us. Rap, boy, I'll never rap, be. rap for me. So I can I I will never forget it. I had to be maybe about six or seven, and I think the DOC came on the radio, and I literally lip synced the whole song. And I won the little family talent show in the basement. Yeah. So I got the five dollar bill. You know? So five dollars back then. Six years old, five dollars. You could care. Niggas in the mall. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey. So that's where Mama the rap came Mama, from. take me to KB Toy Stores. I can Ooh, buy three things. KB. Listen, don't take me to KB. I just not had a whole KB. KB and we gotta go on commercial toys. break after that. Because <laughs> KB Toys, I bought a Pokemon car pack and KB Toys that came with a holographic Charizard. I posted up around that store for hours till my daddy came. I'm talking about I was in that motherfucker like you no, you got a stunt on the other kid that come in. I'm like, yeah, this just came off my pack. Of course, the little kid gonna look at you. Like, damn, yo, you get that on the KB. <laughs> I got them hella car sales that day. But we finna play this next song called Just Wanna Win. And then we're gonna come back with our rapid fire and our quick interview questions. It's Ethnic Issue More, episode 90. Shout out to my Victory Toy. Nico the Great. Just wanna win, baby. The past master and our boy B. Quinn in the house. And we be right yes, back. Sir. Rob, 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 R
Al Green was there. How can a loser ever win? Yo, GG! Turn it up! Gotta find a way. How can a loser ever win? It's for everybody who's going through the struggle. Remember nights we was fighting, we was arguing Got my feelings mixed up like the juice and gin Praying to the Lord for all of my sins I just wanna win I just wanna win I just wanna win Praying to the Lord for all of my sins I just wanna win They say before you win Gotta lose, but fuck it, I've been playing this game. Let's change the rules, cause niggas know I ball like that. On GP grave, I'm going hard like that. Give it all like that. Some niggas starve, some niggas eat, some niggas scorn with a ball, some with a heat. Sometimes the world just revolves, and sometimes it stands still. Niggas just sell their life away just to get a deal. They'll trade on their mama, their cousin, and their uncle, their brother, and their sister. Their whole family is an option. Money rule the world, turning greed into profit. I'ma leave you where it's set. I just wanna win. Remember nights we was fighting, we was arguing. Got my feelings mixed up like the juice and gin. Praying to the Lord for all of my sins. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. Praying to the Lord for all of my sins. I just wanna win. I left my soul in the booth, feel like I talk to ghosts Been going hard for way too long, they say I do the most The hardest jugging out my section, it ain't even close Muhammad Ali in that ring, I can show you the ropes Cause I've been fighting for my life so long Living my truth every day, still gotta right my wrongs Daughter waiting on me, so I can't just not come home Don't cop my phone, heart been in the ice so long And I been searching for a better way, but I can't seem to find it Think it's my time, came from the mud, I know they see me shining Something just like a diamond, gotta just keep on grinding. Ain't in the clocks, but OG told me this was perfect timing. Remember nights we was fighting, we was arguing. Got my feelings mixed up like the juice and gin. Praying to the Lord for all of my sins. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. Praying to the Lord for all of my sins. I just wanna win. Storms come, you put your faith in a strap. Flashback, even the most high was taking a nap. They starting for a buzz like the cap on a soda pop. Walking on water, haters saying that it's Photoshop. Resuscitate the game, lames praying for my heart to stop. Razor blade flow, catch your cut like the barbershop. Try to quote the raven, you gon' get your ass picked. OG's respect, rap version of Arthur Flex. Turn depression into excellence. Pressure, I'm the nexus. Put an L in your grill like your mama named you Lexus. Blocks in the necklace, looking like Tetris. Execution on executive, fueled by the negligence. Remember nights we was fighting, we was arguing. Got my feelings mixed up like the juice and gin. Praying to the Lord for all of my sins. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. Praying to the Lord for all of my sins. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. I just wanna win. Praying to the Lord.
Like I said, we back on episode 90, Ethnic Issue More, the Victory Torch, your boy yes, Nico the Great. It's the past master. And we got Big Quinn in the motherfucking building, yes, y'all. Sir. Yes, and we gotta sir. Get, before we even get in our interview questions, man, we switching up, y'all. We finna get these random topics. With these random topics, I don't Ran, want you to think too fire. hard. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We kind of drunk. I don't want you to think too hard. Let's say go. the first thing coming to your mind, dream vacation. Ooh, we done been vacation. to a lot. My wife, that's 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 our love language. My my, my, my baby wife, I'm pretty sure she's still on there. She on here. Yeah. We we that's that's our love language. Like yeah. We, I, we I live through y'all pictures. All right. Man. I, we appreciate that, man. Looking. I and, still and, need to ride the damn camel. These niggas was on camel. I seen that shit. shit. I said, I want to ride that camel. Nigga, I wrote. Dog. Nigga, I wrote a camel. I, right. Like nigga, that's just good for the like, bucket list. Right. It's just I, like, like I wrote a camel. You can bro. you can leave this earth knowing I wrote, I wrote, I wrote a, a fucking camel. camel. Like in the desert. In the desert. I saw the sand. I'm like, that's the sand on the TV. That's the sand. You want your feet out. Right. This is the one you ain't worried about the glass cutting all your right. shit up. This ain't that Miami Beach sand. Oh, no, no, no. This is that. The sand we was on, brother, was literally the sand that you try to steal and put it in your suitcase, but they won't let you bring it back. They ain't going. They wasn't going for that shit. They're that's like, the shit no. Jesus walked on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the sand oh, Jesus yeah. walked on oh, right yeah. there. So yeah, I, I rode a camel, man. But I would honestly say, man, dream vacation still, right? Because we 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 trying to see this this world, world. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, you gotta say it twice if you're from the crib. Facts. So world, so, world. so it, it manifests. Yeah, the Facts. world, world. Uh, honestly, man, right now, a safari to Africa, bro. Yeah, like hands down, like that'd be my dream. Like a safari to Africa, bro. Like I want to see the coastline, be able to hit the ocean. And still see all the safari life. I want to yeah. see the animals without them niggas being able to hop up in this bitch. Like, y'all get, got this box stone. There you go. I want to. Yeah. I want to do the the with the, the jeep safari, but keep them motherfuckers over there. Yeah. <laughs> like when that listen, a motherfucking lion hop up in this bitch. Then y'all seen the video of that lion walking in the bathroom? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I see. I seen one where a motherfucker when the, uh, the woman female lion she hopped up on the fucking car. On the, on the when the I jeep. tell you, they was just seeing me in the back like this. Because I done fell out. I'm like, bro, if this nigga's fast, not doing it. Them animals are really like big ass dogs, big ass. Like if you treat a dog good, no matter how scary you think this dog is, I got a big pit bull. She a straight punk. Yeah. Like oh, she yeah, a you, punk. So you pull out, pull out a beef jerky. She chilling. <laughs> she gonna do whatever you want for some t- for a bone, uh-huh. whatever. But a lion, I'm like, nigga, I don't, I don't want to be this nigga's next meal. Right. Not at all. And I'm like, Not my first, all. my first thought usually when I see a big dog, I don't know. My first thought is to run. I can't outrun this nigga. Right. Hell, we can never outrun the dog. The lion, the lion be like this. I'll give you a head start. I'm going to give you a head start. <laughs> you, 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 unless you get 100 yards. I, nigga, I'll wait. still catch your black. I watched Man. a leopard hop through a motherfucking tree the other day yep. to catch a motherfucking monkey. It was like, they was like, we ain't thinking the leopard can move. I didn't know a leopard can move through a tree like that. Oh. The monkey seen it. The leopard swooped. That nigga went up. This motherfucker. Bow, bow, bow. The monkey jumped in the air from one branch to the next. This leopard jumped upside down. Caught that nigga and fell through the branches till he got to a part where he could chill and then walked out the rest of the tree with the monkey. Said, no, sir, he won't be my black ass. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So hopefully we don't we won't have them type of encounters when we go to Africa. But I definitely <laughs> that I would say hands down that would be my dream vacation. Me and my wife, man, go to the safari, uh, stay in a a, a, a big ass nice coming to America style villa. Yeah. And, yeah. 
honestly, man, hit the ocean, and honestly, maybe I, I, I would mind seeing some whales or some sharks and shit, but I'll be on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's safe. Fa- favorite, favorite style of cigar? Favorite style of cigar, hands down right now. I mean, I hate to toot my own horn, but the Victory Torch, we, we bring in the heat. Baby. Yeah. We get a little bit of it. It's very smooth. Oh, it's very smooth. Yeah, very smooth. My, my brother's Not blowing the And I ain't even lit because I'm the always, I grew up with an uncle that smoked cigars, uh-huh. so I hated the smell. But you don't have that strong, yeah. pungent smell to a cigar. So I'll be sitting there like, you know what? Because it's a good blend. As a matter of fact, tell me what I, I ain't never smoked no cigar. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a great blended tobacco. It's a very Ooh, mild. Yeah, you're going to have to let them, let them punch you for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, give me the gallon, man. I got you. I got you. And this is the first time I've been sitting here because I don't smell other cigars you smoke yeah. here, and they be strong. Yeah. But I, I'm sitting. Y'all see how close we sit next oh, to each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. We right here. I have not smelled these two brothers' cigars like I'm used to, yeah. and that's dope because any other my uncle brown cigars, I hated that shit because they was always they so smell, warm. Said they smell terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing we pride ourselves on, man, at the Victory Torch, man, is is, is a good blended tobacco, um, yeah. aromatic. Depending on blow out with yeah, the cigar, you don't inhale. You don't know, just like wine, baby. Nice, you swoop, you just swoosh it around a little bit, get the flavor, get the body of the cigar. Let it out nice and easy. See, man, that's why you see you got shit. That man, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I like that. Oh, man. I oh, like man. that. I appreciate that. Favorite food? Favorite food, hands down. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm from the hood, so, I mean, shit. Me, whew, it's a toss-up. Tacos. I can eat tacos every day of my life. Um, hot wings. I was I've been telling people, I was, a chick, I was a hot wing in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> I love hot wings. If you had to turn me into something, turn me into a motherfucking turn hot wing. It's nothing a good buffalo wing that just like it's not too spicy, but it's not too mild. And it ain't and the sauce ain't too runny. Ooh, I love it. They, they got that good good glaze on yeah. there. Now I'm a I'm a challenge you, bros. I'm gonna throw a shot at y'all random. Flats or drums. 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 I'm a drum. Drums. Drums. It's because you get more meat, man. I don't like this breaking up of bones. Yeah. And then, and then it be in between the coochie and shit. Guy. See, like, women I, usually are. They be like, they want flats. And I'm like, this ain't eating them all cute. Including my queen. You eat them all cute. This is where we get along great because my, my wife, my baby, loves the flats and I love the drums. So we do wing exchange anytime we That's get. That's how me and my girl is. Yeah. Swap them shit. Give me your flats. I'll give me your flats. You take the drug. I ain't do. My thing is this. Just did that shit yesterday when we went to Zaxby's. My man. Do I love you? My main thing with this, I be like, hey, I do not. I do not like the idea of them little mini bones breaking like while I'm eating. I'm like, yeah. All y'all to eat flats. Y'all probably toxic, but we love you though. Yeah, y'all stressful. Y'all It's a good stress. It's a good stressful. You know, y'all. You know, y'all. We can't tell y'all shit. But your favorite flat. Your favorite sports team. Favorite sports team. All time. All time. Honestly, man. As a kid, I was a 49ers fan. Football. Yeah. Um, hands down, though, man. I was I was a Bulls fanatic, bro. Yeah. Like I'm the, Chicago, them, Chicago them, area. them 80s and them 90s Bulls yeah. teams. Like my, nothing like, like it. I stopped watching NBA after them. I literally stopped watching nothing the NBA like watching Jordan. Jordan retired, bro. The second time. I, 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 I tried <laughs> to watch the first after through the first retirement. I, I, but yeah, I watched that, through the first retirement. Yeah. I was still a little bummed out, and I actually picked up a, a second favorite team as a kid while Michael Jordan took his break. I was a Shaq and Penny fan. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna, gonna say, say that was Shaq everybody's second. Hey, I was so heartbroken when they didn't beat the Rockets, man. I was mad, pissed. Hey, I was like, damn, y'all. Penny injury stopped 
that championship. Yeah, it did. Shaq and Penny was unstoppable. Like, first of all, Shaq and Penny was like Kobe and Shaq before well, Kobe before and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq. And, and, it was that the, fucking deal. But the, the thing is, a lot of people forgot. If they didn't have Nick Anderson, oh my God, shooting them threes on them. Shout out to Nick from Chicago, man. He wore twenty five because of Benji. Simeon High School. Yeah, Heroes wore twenty five because of Benji. You had Nick Anderson on that team. Scott Skiles on that team. Yep. Uh, Harvey Grant was on that team too. Grant. Horace Grant was on that motherfucker. Yeah, no, not not Harvey. It was Horace. It was Horace. He got traded to my Bulls. Yep. Uh, I'm missing somebody. Byron Scott. Yep. Man, they had a win. They had some shooting. They had a good team. They had shooting. That team just let you know how good. Hakeem was. Oh, absolutely. Like, because Hakeem, Hakeem stopped them. Like, because yeah. didn't, so didn't they get swept? I want to say they I got swept. They, I want to say the Magic got swept. I want to say the Magic was, got swept. It was Hakeem's footwork. For him to be that big. Yeah, call him dream for nothing, baby. You couldn't stop. That's why I love to hear, when I hear big men be like, yeah, man, I've been working this whole summer with Hakeem. I'm like, we going to see. Uh-huh. Because Hakeem, gonna show. even yeah, at his old age, Hakeem going to tell you how the, the placement of your feet need to be to make it do what it need. To do absolutely. If you had one wish, what would it be? Man, if I had one wish, honestly, bro, man, it, it, it sounds kind of not not to get sentimental, man, but I, I wish I had my my pops back. Mm. I wish my grandfather was here. Um, yeah. Honestly, man, I, I I think he would. I ain't even gonna say I think. I know for a fact he would be proud of the man that I've become, because basically it was like it was like a victory torch. Past. That's where yeah. the name comes from. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, it was like the, the passing of the, of the torch. It was the passing of the baton. You know what I'm saying? He laid so much groundwork, and I mean so much free game. My pops never was a loud talker. He never raised. I never seen my father rattle. I never seen him raise his voice. Like even when he, even we would do dumb shit. Yeah. He never raised his voice. So like it was one of them things where, like, my my mother, grandmother, aunt. And my grandfather pretty much like raised us, you know what I'm saying? So I got a strong supporting cast of women behind me. Okay. So it's kind of like when you see me, you will see them. It's kind of like on some Black Panther type shit. Yeah, yeah. Like how he had all women bodyguards. That's how it is in my family. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. don't play that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, go. like, it's going my, down. My aunties, my <laughs> mama, they don't play that uh, shit, my, bro. My auntie, my mama, and my wife, like, uh, yeah. like you'll get these hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling people, no, no, you think your mama can find my like, You'll get these hands, I've heard the stories from my aunties about my mama beating up two chicks at one time one over time. my other, my little auntie. <laughs> She was like, yo, my, yo, my mama hands so fast. She beat one bitch and then beat the other bitch with the other bitch. <laughs> she was like, don't try her. I was like, and to this day, I don't play with my mama because of what the happened? stories I done heard. What happened? I'm, I'm locked into the mic. Oh, I know what it is. So, last one. Your favorite movie. Woo. Favorite movie of all time, man. Now, again, not to get cliche. Hands down, man. Any All things Eddie Murphy. I fuck with them, 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 them 80s movies. Yeah. I fuck Coming to America. Trading Places. Trading Places. Yeah. Harlem Nights. I mean, like, I, I the watched Golden Child. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He wasn't in Lethal no, Weapon. No, but it was a cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. That's what it is. All, yeah. I'm talking about, bro, when I tell you all things Eddie Murphy in the 80s, like, that was my whole childhood. Yeah. I love my mother because my mother kept us in tune with just a little bit of ratchetness when I was a kid. I look back on some of the shit my mama let us watch, and I'm like, you know what? I had no business watching that. I can vividly remember sitting in the living room, probably like on a Friday night, and we got some movies from Blockbuster, yep. and I'm sitting there watching 
Eddie Murphy Raw. I was just with my mama. Watching that as an adult. I'm like, watching this stuff out like my mama. He was wild. Like, like, my mama was wild as hell for that. But Eddie Murphy was even more wilder Facts. on Eddie Murphy Raw. Like, I can remember, like, vividly remember that as a childhood. So, favorite movies for me, man, all things Eddie Murphy in the 80s, man. He was the, he was the man in the 80s, bro. So, man, so so let's get into this, man. Tell tell our viewers about you, man. Tell, tell them a little bit about yourself. Man. You know what, bro? I'm honestly, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real, I'm a home, I'm a homely guy. Not a homebody. I'm more of a, I'm more of an outspoken person. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of them people that, for me, I speak up with a cause. Other than that, I'm an observer. I'm an observer. I'm real laid back. I'm probably one of the coolest people you know. It takes a lot to get me pissed off. Like I'm, I'm, I'm quick tempered when it comes to bullshit. Like I have zero tolerance for bullshit. Ooh. That's my Capricorn side. Ooh, I feel that. Thing. I have zero tolerance for bullshit. Like if you on bullshit or like I see that you're on bullshit around me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna step back and let you be on your bullshit. But at some point, if it spills over, I'm gonna call you out on that. I'm gonna call you out on Facts. it. Yeah, and yeah. people know how crazy we can be as Capricorns because we we're not scared of anybody. <laughs> like literally the only thing I'm scared of in this world is God literally I'm the type of person that when I have to reasonably think through things I step to it anything like what 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 was that but that, I have to tone that side of me down because yeah. I'm a big black man niggas is scary yeah, yeah. And, and then we get that stigma yeah. so I have to respond respectfully as I don't know if y'all saw Dave Chappelle's new uh, The Closer yeah we yeah. talked about it last yeah. week I'm Clifford, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I'm Clifford. I can see it. I, I'm yeah. Clifford. I've been Clifford my entire life. Yeah. So I basically have to respond to things calmly. I can't be too loud. Yeah. I can't be too assertive. Because my assertiveness always gets mistaken for aggression. Yeah. That's why I stopped going off on people. One, that was a great thing because once you get to the point where knowing how you get to a certain point, mm-hmm. you know how to control yourself. I used to, fl- I had no thought process to shit. I would just fly off the handle. Whatever came out my mouth was what you was going to get. That's what you was going to get. And, but now, I'll be sitting there, and I had to tell my girl that. I was like, hey, whatever happened to you, if that shit don't bother you in 24 hours, <laughs> let, it yeah. Yeah. let it because go. Yeah, let it go. Because if I'm not mad about it tomorrow, why I go off why about I go, it right why now? I'm because about I, it now. I let emotions take over yeah. and do what I need to do, and that's not what we're going to do. So, we kind of touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but what inspired you to create your premium handmade cigar company, The Victory Tour? Honestly, man, what, what really inspired me is my, I got a big, huge background in sports, you know, as my brother alluded to. I've been around football my whole life, got a chance to play on a lot of championship teams, be around some great, great locker rooms. I mean, I got, I got brothers from sports from the time... I was 13 years old all the way up until I retired at 18. So, shit, you know, we talking 33, 34 years old. Like, I got brothers that I'll be friends with for the rest of my life. I mean, excuse me, my life as a result of me being in great environments with great sports, great leaders, great coaches, and just being around them locker rooms. So, everybody knows when you're in a championship situation, they popping bottles. What else they got in their hand? Great cigars. Yes, sir. So for me, I was kind of brainstorming one day, 
post. I actually, I do a lot of meditating. I do a lot of praying. I do a lot of relaxing and clearing, you know, my, my mind when I'm on vacation. So me and my wife, we, you know, we get the opportunity to travel a lot. You know, we, we work like crazy. You know, she, I'm, I'm, we both civil servants. You know what I'm saying? I'm a teacher and a football coach, and my wife is one of St. Louis' finest. You know what I'm saying? So when we get downtime, like, we chill. Like, we, we, we plan our shit out. So we was on vacation one time, and she was asleep. I woke up real early, man, and just, you know, kind of took a walk, you know, around our uh, hotel and, you know, stuff. And I came back. I worked out, sat on the side of the bed. And um, I had, I think I brought, like, a little pack of, like, you know, some little cooler cigars. I always, I always, I, so I smoke a cigar on every beach I go to. Yeah. So, that that's my bucket list shit. Like, I try to smoke a stick on every beach I go to in the world. So, it hit me. I'm like, damn, you know what? I wouldn't mind having my own sticks. Mm. So, what I got to do to get this get this going? So, I reached out to a couple companies, and they kind of walked me through the process a little bit. And the first question that the lady asked me for my flavor profile, she asked me to describe my personality. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a weird question to ask somebody when you I'm trying to start a business. You know, I'm like, what the hell you need to know my personality for? Just tell me how much the shit costs so I can invest in it. She's like, no, we want to know what's your personality like. So I started describing my personality to her. The whole time I'm describing my personality to her, she's coming up with a flavor profile for my cigars. All the way down to the tobacco that is actually in the cigar. I'm telling her I'm laid back. I'm telling her I'm cool. I'm telling them, you know, I like, you know, the finer things in life and all this other shit, but I'm also, you know, hood and resourceful. <laughs> so she's listening to all this. So she was like, you basically want a great stick at an affordable price. That's real nice, cool, and mellow, right? I'm like, you just wrote all that down while I was talking? She was like, absolutely. And from there, the Victory Torch was born. It was inspired by, again, just that championship mentality. We call ourselves the official cigar champions. That's our, that's our slogan. That's our motto. And it's designed to commemorate the wins and the big moments in our lives. And it ain't just about popping a bottle in a championship mindset for the cigars. It's about that brother that got that promotion. Yeah. It's about that sister that's giving, giving birth to that baby. Yeah. Or, you know, those kids coming home from winning their soccer tournament or, or, or some great stuff like that. It's those little moments where those brothers and them guys, they, they get to kick back at a family barbecue or just sitting out in the man cave or out on a patio watching a game or something. That's what these moments were created for. Mm, and that's where right. Victory Torch was born. That's so, dope. What I would recommend, if you haven't already done so, mm -hmm. because you're, in the, you're basing it off of sports realm and all of that, yeah. a lot of these celebrities or players, they either have a management contact Email or a P.O. box on their page. Brother. I would just be sending them motherfucking back. Man, you know what? And the crazy part about it that you mentioned that, Nico, I literally wrote that down on it's 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 on it's on my company, you know, my little construct thing. You know, we all visionaries in some way. So for me, it all starts with anything I put down in my little handy dandy notebook. Yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, you put you create the vision, you write the vision, make it plain, put it on tablets. Y'all know what the words say. Yeah. So that thing manifests. One of my biggest things that I want to accomplish is making my cigars readily available for those championship moments. Mm. So I want my sticks in the hands of those guys 
that's sparking up when they passing that Lombardi trophy around and popping bottles and, and they and they and they kissing and crying over the the Larry O'Brien trophy yeah. or they hoisting up that Stanley Cup, man, or they holding up that pennant. Like that's a dream of mine. Like literally, like I want them to be smoking a it's victory really, torch cigar yeah. while they doing that, you know? It's crazy because I got a homeboy, he been on the show. Shout out to my homeboy Tramiel. Cause in Crib, he got a company called it's called On Keg. But everybody know it as Duncan Bad Vibes. Yeah. And if you watch all the uh, Candace Parker, Aja Wilson, WNBA players, they straight purchasing shit. Like, first, first of all, he's a six-figure company just off of this, this just long. Call Duncan, his, call, his uncle name was Duck. Mm-hmm. He got killed. Mm. So that was how the whole basis of it. That's Uncle beautiful. is uncle in, like, German. That's yeah. beautiful. So, like, for Miami and shit. Like it's been all over TV. That's dope. And he That's just dope. he was like, man, I found out where the WNBA players was playing in the bu- in the bubble. Mm-hmm. He just sent shirts. Yeah. And next thing you know, every they be coming in interest for their games. Mm-hmm. They always got his shirt on. Candace Parker stay with a shirt on. Aja Wilson stay right. with a shirt on. Oh, yeah. So it's like just finding that info because I don't got recently like I'm trying to get celebrity guests. I emailed Big Creek to do an interview because I, I know I he, I'm yeah. bu- I already I bought that. tickets to his concert. I saw that. So I'm like, bro, I'm gonna have a camera. I ain't asking for no refund on oh, my it's, ticket. Oh, it's coming. It's I, coming. I, I emailed Jack Harlow for Monday. I saw yeah. that too. I, <laughs> matter of fact, I sent a DM to Cat Williams because he's gonna be here on the thirteenth. Like, I'm, I'm looking up. I Google what I did was Google celebrities coming to St. Louis, mm. or concerts in St. Louis, comedy shows in St. Louis, yeah. and I just sent an email. Not that I expect because I know I show on a Wednesday. You probably can't come for this, right. but. Let me just bring my camera and the first person interview yeah. with you, and I can play it during the show. Yeah. Just to be like, I'm out here. I'm putting myself out there to make shit happen. So that's really all it is, bro. All it is, just yeah. You find that P.O. box. You find them. You go on any person you think of, football player, and just be like, send a message or click on that contact. You'll see an email. Yeah. It's usually management because they don't got the time. It's like, hey, man, this is what I do. I know you're a person that smokes cigar rule. I would love to send y'all. Motherfuckers taking shit. Right. And at that point, I'm like, hey, bro, I just want you. All you want to do is take a picture. You're going to be like, Cigar in that picture. That's they all I need. Tag you. That's all I they need. Not, but you that know is. if you got proof that's your shit. That is. That's all I need. I'm, right I'm gonna screenshot this and put it on my page. Man, boy, y'all. Hey, so, I, I just want to say I appreciate the the motivation, man, because it's 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 things like that that keep me inspired and keep me wanting to continue to connect with other like-minded brothers and sisters. Because I know a lot of sisters that's really been supporting the Victory Torch locally. And I want to shout out everybody that's Black literally have su- like supported me locally. And it's kind of a milestone for me, but I know it's simple, small to other people. But uh, this past week, I just sold my 500th cigar. <laughs> literally. I just, I just. That's a milestone, though. Think about when you made your first one, you had no anticipation of. Yeah. 499 later literally like, and I'm still going and I didn't it, and it, it didn't dawn on me it was crazy because I was setting up for an event and I was you know grabbing all my stuff and um, I had an order come in and one of the guys that you know he's a little regular he's like man my big dog I know you got me I'm getting ready to go out I'm getting ready to go out of town what's up I'm like I got you let me go and ship them to you boom 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 here we go check my inventory list my daughter was kind of running in and out the road and you got an event, don't you? I'm like, yeah, that's 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 my little, uh, my my more more so kind of like my 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 mini manager. Yeah. <laughs> so we do, you know, sometimes we do events together, and she got her own little business. Shout out to what's poppin', you know. She got kids, you know. She 
Oh, baby loves a little, you know, a little, little poppet thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, need, I need that. I need some of those. My oh. daughter loves those. Oh, 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 oh holler at my baby. Yeah, my, my girl, baby got them on deck. I asked him once, my girl kids play with them. She I'm got like, them on deck. I was like, what's the benefit? He was like, I don't know. The sensation of just popping it. It's the sensation of it. So what I found out from it is honestly, and, and my daughter schooled me, you know, we sitting there, you know, she was messing around with the little poppet things, and she told me one day, she was like, you know, she was like, Dad, I want to I wanna do my own business. And I, she's eight. This is literally coming from an eight-year-old kid. And yeah. I'm like, you've been here before. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I want to turn this into a business. And, you know, from the word go, you know, my, my wife was in go mode. She's been on it. She's trying to figure out, you know, how she can get them and all that. And the business went from there, you know. So the popping thing basically started, it was almost like, you know, you know, with bubble wrap. Yeah. And what they found out was it was it's something with the, Neurosensors in the mind and the brain, it relaxes. It's, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. So it's for kids with, you know, not necessarily with autism, but kids that are, they try to diagnose as ADHD or behavioral disorder. It's a, it's a relaxer. It's a relaxer. Yeah. And I see adults that walk around yeah. with them. It was just like the little spinner yeah. thing at one point. The fidget spinner. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. Yeah. But I, I really, hey, once I got a fidget spinner, boy, you should your attention for so long <laughs> yep. that you're not, you're not tripping no more. You're not mad no more. And I, yeah. I had to ask my girl, Kelly, why y'all play with that? Yeah. He t- and this coming from a nine-year-old. He was like, yeah. it's, it's a great, It's a great sensory tool he for said little kids. And for, honestly, man, I'm, you see them all the way up in the corporate world now. Yeah. You know, people just sitting at their desk and chilling. So, yeah, I, I so. got I got quite a few little things like that at my desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, she looks, she looks, she made, she looked and inspired me to even start playing with them or whatever. So, so shout out to TBT and shout out to what's popping. So, if y'all, if y'all ever need anything or we in the neighborhood, you know where to find us. Hit us up, you Facts. know, Instagram and all the good well, Twitter handles and all that good jazz. Well, so I I've known you for a long time and I know you're a jack of all trades, right? Yes, sir. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say, I, I just want you to run down because because right. I know we're running short on time. So I just need you to run down right quick. All, right. all the businesses, all the nonprofits, all of them, run them down for me man, right quick. Starting off, number one, man, I would have to say, man, soul to soul um, was a godsend, literally. I mean, my, my charitable foundation, all glory to God. I can't take no credit for that, man. That was a vision literally birthed. Literally from from God, man, just to receive that. Um, we specialize in just basically um, giving back to the community, man, taking care of the needs of the less fortunate in the community, man. Uh, we do a lot of back-to-school drives. We do a lot of community feedings. Um, the holiday season is starting to kick up, so we really, really kind of grind toward that fourth quarter. Uh, we just did our seventh or eighth annual back-to-school drive back yeah. in, um, in August. So shout out to, uh, it's kind of heartbreaking, but they're, uh, don't give me, I don't want to misquote it, but I hear that they're closing Northwest High School. Is that true? Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah. You see, Northwest has a lot of roots for me because I'm from Walnut Park. So we have our event there. We actually, we, we used to have it at Cardinal Ritter. And then we figured, you know what, let's bring this thing back home, you know. And with Cardinal Ritter being centrally located, I mean, it was actually really good for a lot of families, you know, from all over St. Louis. Yeah. But what I found out through our uh, doing our own research and stuff, a lot of our families were still coming from our backyard, coming from the north side of St. Louis. Yeah. Out to Carter Ritter to come, you know, get school supplies, free food, haircuts for the kids, all that. Like, we do it big every year. So we'll be doing it in 2022 again. So look forward to Backpacks with Babies coming up here in August of 2022. 
but uh, with four, with our fourth quarter events, uh, we normally do a big Thanksgiving feeding. Uh, we normally do a big, huge winter warm-up. So our winter warm-up, basically, we do we conduct a winter um, supply drive, uh, whether it's coats, uh, hats, gloves. We basically try to get as many winter needs in for our needy and less fortunate. Okay. And then, you know, and honestly, just try to identify a lot of uh, heating centers, you know, for our less fortunate in the community yeah. that way they know hey you can go to such and such church or such and such community center or they have a warming center here and you know i'm, I'm tired of seeing our people sleeping on vents downtown Facts. and shit man. like that that, that that bothers me but you know it's only so much we can do but on a side note that's one of the main reasons like i don't, i personally don't smoke weed but i don't see nothing with it they should they need to decriminalize it and they need to legalize it and they need to take those profits and follow the framework of Colorado, literally take those profits and put them back into the need, into the needy and less fortunate. Yeah. Like they, Colorado got to do better because when I went to Denver, yeah, Colorado Denver's is not doing what they said. Homeless say population is it bad again? Oh it's ridiculous. They taking over downtown. My first time I went, Damn. I, talking, I seen a nigga with a double decker tent, like blocks. Not a duplex tent. No facts. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about blocks. It was three, four blocks there from the beginning of the block to the end. Ten cities. Tents are set up. Yeah. I had never seen no shit like Y'all that. Y'all remember my life. Ten Cities? Yeah. They used to be downtown. Yeah, they got rid of they it. They got rid of it. But Ten Cities moved to Denver. I feel like all the homeless <laughs> niggas was like, hey, yo, let me go to Denver because if niggas ain't going to give me no money, I'm going to get a five dollar block. I can go yeah, give me a right. So, yeah, that's so, soul to soul. Is, is, uh, that's, my, that, that's our baby. You know, my, my, my family, I love the way we all come together for that. We got a, a laundry list of great volunteers, man, that always come out, and they come out in droves for that. So shout out to St. Louis for always supporting Soul to Soul. Um, my second baby, I would say, is we, we rocking it. I don't know if y'all seen the logos or not. Somebody show asked me tonight, right. and I pulled up at Will. His oh, cousin yeah. was there. Yeah. He like, damn, remember where you get that motherfucking shirt like, from? I like that. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm like, I'm like, watch my show tonight. Yeah. He going to be on the show, man. Just get it from them. So, yeah, so that's my second baby is uh, – 3G Clothing, uh, Luxury Apparel, God Gas and Groceries. That's what the, the, the acronym GGG stands for. And like I said, that was that was something that was birthed out of just just grit, you know. And it's it's a threefold mantra for me, you know. what I'm saying God, Gas and Groceries. You got faith, fuel, and food. Mm-hmm. You got three of the most important components that you will ever need in your life, you know, right there. And if you got them three, you can conquer anything. You mm-hmm. can accomplish anything with them three. You know, so I, I always get the, the I always get the gas jokes, of course. You yeah. know, what, oh, what, what type of gas? Look, you, when I first bought them, what type of gas yeah. you talking I'm about? Like, shit, my <laughs> car run on gas, but I'll be having some facts at the crib. But it, I, I love the it's conversation. A double it's a double entendre, right? Yeah. So for me, it stimulates that creative process when people see it. Yeah. It automatically makes them think, like, hmm. Fuel, motivation, gas. Okay, this is like a good conversation piece. Always, you think that starts a convo? It's a great conversation piece. So that's one thing I'm, I'm, I was definitely blessed with, with coming up with the, the logo, the name, and all of that. Because like I said, it's a life mantra for me. Yeah. But for me, it kind of like I said, it was, it was birthed out of adversity. You know what I'm saying? Like shit. When I, when I came up with, with, with 3G clothing, bro, I was, I was negative about 40, 50 bucks in the, in my account. I had like a hundred dollars to my name, and I was like waiting on payday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I can remember, man, going to freaking Aldi, man, and getting me some few little knickknacks for the week, and doing some meal prep, and I had just enough bread, bro, to, to fill my gas tank up. 
and I had some food, and you know, got my groceries, and I, I, I couldn't be mad. My yeah. bills was paid, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I was broke. Can't go out, but I'm going to eat. <laughs> but I, I'm going to eat. I can drive around a little bit, but, you know, yeah. I got to wait till this, till this check come in. So, you know, just being relatable to that everyday struggle. You know, a lot of us can, at some point, can live check to check. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's where that was birthed from. So, for me, I figured in that moment, man, shit, I could tell you, I could take this one or two ways. I can take this in a negative light, and I could just, you know, just be down on myself, or I could take this as a motivating factor and, and let me achieve that that pinnacle, you know, and, and make something dope out of it. And that's where this came from. And you're an actor. And I'm an actor. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm an actor. I just recently seen you post about a movie. Yeah, that you man. was in. So tell us a yeah. little bit about your role in that, man, the man, movie, where we man, can see man. it. Shout out to my brother, Bruce Carlton Cunningham Jr., who is an up-and-coming independent filmmaker. Will be a million. Um, this dude going to be a He's going to be a millionaire. Hey, man, I love to work with you. I'm trying to learn film and all that. Man, I'm a worker. Connect, connect, Late. connect. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, if you listening, man, hey. I do. I'm starting videography. I yeah. literally picked up a camera and just taught I myself. Say, I was saying, Nico, a beast with the camera, man. Yeah, and let's make it happen. If you need a guy, come on the show. Go, come on the show. Come on the show. We need you. But yeah, Bruce just dropped Unresolved literally last Thursday, and this was a this is a five year project. Bro. So what can be seen? So I'm we. It's kind of under wraps right now because okay. we just had the we just had the premiere. I right? see that. We right. did the premiere last Thursday, and uh, man, like I've been hitting my brother up. Like literally since it dropped, and everybody's like, "Dog, where can we watch the film, man?" So I'm pretty sure he's working on that now, and I'm not inclined to kind of like too much speak on it. But basically, when it when JP, it, yeah, I know JP, if you listen, we need we get we, we need that connect. Y'all need to make that happen. <laughs> and low key, the Tomo was just in a short film. They put it Tomo's on. Tomo's in the same movie. Is it? Yes. Also, oh, it's the same movie. Yes. Okay. We are all. I'm, I'm talking about bro. When when I tell you, man, Bruce got some St. Louis legends in this movie. The thing it's I love, about, it's all, bro. Tell movies dropped a couple. It's all homegrown like talent. Yeah, like, Tim put me on the team, man. STL stand up. We I need mean, everybody on the show. We need an unresolved like, episode. I, I mean, literally, dog. I mean, Bruce, uh, Tonette, uh, Sonny Minks, myself, Liz McCormick. Like, I mean, you got okay, some heavy hitters with some great Morgan Pierce. I mean, like, literally, you got, you got some great talent in this movie. Uh, my boy Adam Flowers, I'm, you know, shout out to Bill May, shout out to Patton Bill. Like, I mean, it's some great choreography, great actors, great actresses. I mean, it, it, it's kind of overwhelming to speak on because it's one of those movies that I cannot wait to it till it drops because it's gonna set the city on fire. Like, it's one of the, it's a it's a really hot film, and I know once it starts streaming, it's gonna go through the roof, man. Because the vision was crazy. So my character, I can speak on it just a little bit. I play BT. In the movie, I'm basically well Benjamin Turner. That's my my, okay. my government name in the movie. But I play BT, and I'm basically the cartel enforcer to one of the biggest black street gangs Ooh. slash mafia families in St. Louis. Okay. okay, so my wife in the movie is the lead character. Her name's Marcia. Also played by Liz McCormick. So we basically are like shutting shit down. <laughs> our home producer, hey, our home producer with all the. Y'all need to know where to find the she movie. Got the, she got the our links. Our home out producer there got y'all together. I see you. Yeah. 
so you already got it pulled up. Yes, but sir. I mean, literally, dog, like the the film is it, it will have you on the edge of your seat, man. And it's it, it, the backstory to it, the contemporariness of it. Like I didn't realize how powerful the film was until excuse me until I actually like we watched that wow. premiere. Yeah. And we got a chance to see it straight through because it tackles everything, man. I mean, from from single parenthood um, to you know the street level things of what's going on and the, the under the underlying issues in our communities, um, street violence. I mean, because it got all the, it, it has everything you would think in a in a, in a great story, in yeah. a great hood story, shall I say? But it's one of those movies that was tastefully it was so tastefully shot and very artistic to the point where you forget that you're watching a movie in St. Louis until you actually see how much Bruce pays homage to St. Louis in that film. And I mean, he, I mean, the, the, from the B-roll and everything that yeah. was shot, I mean, he's hitting every hood, every block, every part. set. Like, I mean, you you would be proud to watch this I film as a St. Louis and beyond. Yeah, yeah, we man. need y'all to come on the show and pub up the movie. Say less, say less. Yeah, I, I, I holler at Bruce. Bruce, if you already, if you, even if you're watching, bro, you already know what it is, man. Hey, connect with these brothers, man. Nico, connect with Art, man. I say y'all hook up and do an unresolved I, episode. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm look, all for it. And look, if you, if you need me, I'll come back. You come back. <laughs> I got you. Because so, it's fire, bro. It's a fire film. So, man, we're getting ready to wrap it up. We're look, looking at the time, man. Where can people find you on social media? Man, I'm all over social media, man. I'm, my main hub is Facebook at my government name at Bernard Quinn. If you guys want to hit me up and reach out, man, great products. Again, we got clothes, we got torches, we got sticks. I mean, I, I got what you need, man. I, I hate to sound like Master <laughs> One-stop shop, baby. Up, but I'm a one-stop shop. One-stop um, shop, baby. You can find me on Instagram at TVT underscore cigars. Um, I do a lot of connecting, a lot, a lot of networking um, through Instagram. Um, just honestly, man, nationwide, man. I'm, I'm, I'm man. I, I, I love the gram because it's very, it's very progressive. So again, God Gas and Groceries is also on, on the gram under God Gas and Groceries. Um, just a lot of, a lot of brothers and sisters around the nation, man. That really just been hitting me up and, and reaching out to me. You know, connected with some brothers. You know, last week, you know, from Philadelphia. Um, you know, trying to get the Victory Torch featured in Philly, uh, Philly Cigar Week, and, uh, Atlanta Cigar oh, yeah. Week, Atlanta Cigar Week, and all that. So, I'm, are we trying to make these moves, man? We, yeah, we trying, yeah, yeah. and then you know, on top of all that, you know, like I said, just my my love of music has surged, just on a whole other level, man. I think I think the pandemic really woke up the beast, yeah, because I had a lot of time at the crib to kind of relax and just kind of get back into that old mode, man, because. Honestly, like I said, I started writing, you know, around about 12, 13 years old and kind of took, a, you know, everything basically kind of took a backseat to football. Right. You know, football paid away for a lot of things. And once, you know, I was done playing, you know, still coaching, of course, that's always going to be my first love with, you know, sports and everything. But I think the music really, really took off. And that just that, resur re uh, that, that resurgence came yeah. just from having that downtime. And I just started writing like a madman. You know what I'm saying? So it really kind of went from really writing lyrics, like, you know, like baby-type lyrics, to evolving into poetry. And the poetry kind of morphed back into writing, you know, the lyrics. Yeah. And 
honestly, man, like I said, I started back recording again, I won't say July of last year. Okay. And uh, kind of been in the studio Let's ever since, video man. Package, so I'm, man. I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm building my portfolio, I'm with it. man. I'm out here trying to show people, like, if you got, if you put your mind to it, like, I ain't go to school for videography. Yeah, bro. I literally picked it up. I realized I can create content. And I did my first. I've done four music videos. As a matter of fact, I got my fifth one. I actually got like two, three more recordings I'm still working on. We got some other little parts we're going to do. We just went to Jeff City and did one. Got one coming up soon. Like I tell people all the time, bro, you hit on a great point. You hit on a great point. I'm not trained in any of the things that I just named. I don't have a fashion degree. I don't have a degree in uh, agriculture <laughs> when it comes to these cigars. Yeah. I don't have a degree in journalism or, or, or writing. I don't have a degree in all the, in, in, in any other stuff. I, I'm a teacher by trade. You know what I'm saying? I know so what you got your degree in, bro. You, you know what I got. I, well, no, no, you got your degree in grind. That's what you do. Yes, sir. Because you're a grinder, bro. You, hey, you out here. I'm a hustler. That's that have made it in their realm. Be like, bro, I ain't got no idea. I was gonna do this shit. Man, I'm a visionary. Once so I that's where it comes it, from. I just took that shit off. Damn right. Once you see a lot of us can connect on that level, bro, because like you said, once you once you see a thing and it, and that seed planted in your mind, you. As a as a fellow daydreamer, because right, I'm, I'm a or day walker as we call ourselves, yeah. if I visualize some shit, I'm going to go and find a way to make it happen. I'm gonna find a way. I'm I'm going to bring it into fruition. So manifestation yeah. without without the actual work still means nothing. Faith yeah. without works is dead. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. gotta go out there and work. It's a dead body. Per usual, man, we enjoyed y'all here on Ethnic Issue More episode number 90, know, The baby. Victory Torch. Make sure y'all tap in next week for episode number one, bringing back a worthy brother who's been on here before, yes, Reese sir. Young. Yes, sir. Okay. If y'all don't know who Reese Young is, man, he is a two-time Billboard charting rapper out of me in Missouri. Yeah. He's from the Lou, but he stay out in the Jeff City, you know, uh, Como area. But you, if you like that old hip-hop, yeah. This is where it's at. Now, he had to take the album down because of some issues with some producers and niggas tripping. But he putting it back up. Harder Lou, man. I told him to make sure he sent me all the songs. Because our episode ain't even no interview. We really... We playing these these songs and we dissecting them. Yeah. Almost like a listening part. No, and that's exactly. what we're doing. That's exactly listening what part. Listening exactly. part. But I got to be one of the first people blessed to hear that album. I heard it with 19 songs. He only put out 17. But when I tell you, he said, he's like, hey, bro, I want you to listen to it. I straight found something I could do that didn't involve other audio yeah. and listened to the album straight through oh, yeah. and sent it back. I'm like, bro, this is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, the yeah. only thing he could have did to give it more of a hip-hop essence was put on an Adidas fit and break dance. <laughs> the liter- and DJ his own shit. And don't forget, yeah. and don't forget the Kazales with, with the Adidas outfit. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all he could have did more to it. The true, like, the bro, true essence of hip-hop. He yeah. poured it because he had a mixtape called Heart of Lou back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's doing this is Heart of Lou Volume 1. When they come back out in a couple of days, it's gonna be volume one because it's gonna be a volume two. Oh, yeah. He went in his fucking bag. Like I got to listen to it before he took it down just to make sure I heard all the songs. Yeah. Oh, we done yeah. talked about. I'm gonna do a video for one of them. Like it was one of my practice videos. It's cold, y'all. So tap in next week, Reese Young man. We gonna go crazy with it. Yes, As always, man. It's your boy Nico the Great. Yes, sir. And my boy. wonderful past. It's the past master. Hey, Granny, I'm on my way. And man, we out this thing. That's all the way
planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass.